Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL Allison expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy, how are you doing this fine Saturday evening? Nice to start a watch-along halfway through the first period. Yes, because today we're waiting on Grumpy. Really? Really? I don't think you want to push that because I have photographic evidence when you were doing a little snooze around me on the couch. I got pictures of it with timestamps. So maybe hey, you uh, don't want to come with me. Is the warden there? Could she verify that this that that we are waiting on Grumpy today? Not the not the case. Not the case. He's lying. If everybody who's got the headphones on, you know you heard right there. The warden was able to verify that we're waiting on Grumpy today. That's the reason we're running late. Usually it's a running gag that I'm the one who causes us to be late. Today it was the grumpy old man. Today it was the grumpy old man. Um, for those of you who are new to the channel, welcome. This is a twice a week All Islanders podcast that takes place every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel um, and you like the content that we put out, I encourage you to do a few things, right? I encourage you to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of our future content that we release. And also like the video. If you like the video, apparently that helps the algorithm. It helps get this fun time of talking the Islanders out to the masses. And also what it does is lets us know you like the content that we put out. So again, if you like if you like the show that we produce, make sure to do a few things. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube and to like the video. Um, one more thing I'll mention is a general housekeeping item. We also have a secondary podcast that takes place every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every single Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Now, that show is one to where myself... The Grumpy Old Man and the Magnificent Sun X talk anything and everything sports on the show. So we talk NHL, we talk NBA, we talk college athletics, we talk MLB, we talk hockey, we talk world football, we talk anything and everything sports on that show called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It is on Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, you could find it in the link in the description below or as a featured page here on our YouTube channel. And I think it's safe to say that the times are just rough estimates at this point. Why do you say that, Grump? Because they're never they never start on time, always late, because of you. I will say this here. Um, since our last episode, Grumpy Old Man, the New York Islanders beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. If for whatever reason, as of recent, it seems like the Islanders just have Toronto's number. And I'm not sure if that's because we get up to play John Tavares or what that is, but we always seem to come out with a result against Toronto as of the last few years. True. True. I don't know why either. It is what it is what it is. I mean, Toronto's a better team. Uh, they look more dangerous, but we beat them. So there you go. And I'm going to continue my predictions and say the Islanders will lose to Nashville tonight. 
Well, it's it's it, for those who have been paying attention, have been watching along, or seen a few shows. It seems like every year this year, anytime we're doing a show live, or Grumpy gives a prediction of what the result's going to be, the yeah. opposite always happens. So if Grumpy says win against Nashville, it is almost undoubtedly going to be a loss against Nashville. But if Grumpy says lose against Nashville, it is almost a lock that we will beat Nashville tonight. I'm taking the George Costanza approach. Everything I would normally say, just do the opposite. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but uh, the Islanders, we're going live tonight. They're in the Islanders. Uh, the Islanders live. We're live streaming, I guess, during the Islanders and Nashville Predators game here tonight. Um, we're about halfway through the first period. Um, the Islanders, you know, they, they, they're going to be after tonight's game slightly past the halfway mark. Right now, we've got 48 points through 41 games. Um, so, again, on pace right now for 96 points in a season. Nice. And you know where that leaves us? Right in the middle of no man's land. Right in a spot to where we're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. And right in an area to where at this year's trade deadline, get ready to double down and add more pieces to this team. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's still too early to say, right? Still too early. Yeah, I, I mean, we're okay. We're at a spot where this is where we always are, Grump. Besides the, okay. the last year of trots, we've always been in a spot at the trade deadline where we're very close or we're in the current playoffs or we're right on the outside of the playoffs. And what we always do or what we've historically done, unless we're 18 points out of the playoff pitcher, we add the trade deadline. I wouldn't say, you know, oh, you know, it's still still too early to tell. This is historically what this team has been over the last five, six years. Okay, but it's not like they need any bottom six players. They're going to add a think, forward. Okay, but I don't think there's any Bo Horvats out there, top-line players, right? That's, yeah, they're not going to add Bo Horvat, Grump. What they're going to do is they're going to add a guy like you're starting to see the Lamanites are starting to lobby for Adam Henrique. Oh, bring Adam Henrique in. That's, okay, that, that's, a, that's, that's the lead Lamanite. He's been politicking for him for two years now. How old is he? He's like I mean, 34, 35. Kind of finished, right? Plays on a shitty Anaheim team. Uh, plays on the first line. I mean, are his numbers even that good? I don't even know. His numbers are okay. Uh, okay now, Adam Henrique, he'll be 34 years old in two weeks. But right wow. now he's 33. But he'll be 34 after the All-Star break. And this year, he's got himself two points in 40 games. How many I wouldn't necessarily say that 22 points in 40 games. I wouldn't okay, say that's, that's anything to write home about. Yeah, that's that's like what a third line player. I mean, right? Maybe yeah. a, on a bad team, a second line player. We don't need that. We need a true bona fide first line left wing. I mean, otherwise, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, are you going to go out and get a defenseman? That makes no sense. Or your defensemen are locked up for years and years and years and years and years. So, I mean, I'm just, I don't know, I'm baffled. I, I don't know what direction. They, I don't think there's any big names out there. Last year, everybody knew Patrick Kane was available. Bo Horvat was available. There were a lot of people that knew certain bigger name players were out there. Sure. I mean, this year, I just think it's a little different, right? You're hearing maybe a Frank Vetrano, potentially. 
I don't. Serve Vitrano's name being thrown out there also. That's by the Lamanites. I mean, but is he really available? He's got two years left on a deal or a year and a half. Why would Vancouver trade him? Or why would Anaheim, it's with Anaheim, right? Why would Anaheim trade him? I don't know. I just think it's a little early. I just think it's a little early. We don't even know what the landscape is. So, a little early. I, I do want to say about this game, though, even though Nashville is starting to play a little bit better now, uh, totally, uh, I feel the Islanders have carried the action today, as they should. I, I don't think that I don't think that Nashville's a very good team, regardless of where they are in the standings in the Western Conference. Um, I mean, this is the first year Barry Trotz is the general manager. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, 0-0, 4 minutes, 25 seconds to go. Um, I think this is a game the Islanders should win, but I'm picking them to lose so that they will win. <laughs> so that they win, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um Sorokin's not had much action. Um, I don't know if it's Soros in goal for uh, for you Nashville. Soros is in that for for Nashville, Grump. And he's done he's done a nice job. I, you know, was there was one sequence of events, and it gave me a question, particularly in the first and third period. You see a team defensive zone, a stick gets broken, and defensively, and the guy just running around chasing. I mean, I'm just like, dude, go get a stick. You're not helping anybody. I mean, you're if you go to the blue line, you're going to be able to get a stick. Why would you not do that? And I mean, eventually, Nashville player eventually did that, but it gave the Islanders uh, sustained uh, zone time and a couple of primo chances to score. So it's like I think sometimes players got to be a little bit smarter. Know where you know time and situation. Know where you are in the ice. First and third period. Yes, I can go get a stick, and this is for any team. Um, go get a stick to help your team out. Otherwise, you're playing a man down essentially with that stick. The here's the thing about tonight's game, you know, kind of looking big picture. These are teams to where I know it's a road game, right? And if you look at a record, we've been a much better home team than an away team, as most teams in the NHL are. You play better at home than you do on the road. This is one of these games that I won't call them must win games, but this is a game that you expect two points in. This is a game yeah. you expect a win in, not an overtime loss or a loss in a game like this. This is a team where the Predators, right, they may be squeaking to the playoffs this year. They may be miss out on the playoffs by a few points. This is not a juggernaut. This is not a juggernaut of a team. It's not like this is Colorado or this is a fantastic. This is not Vancouver. This is the Nashville Predators currently. You have got to make sure that you're, you're not dropping any points against a team like Nashville especially with how tight the Metro division is and how tight that Eastern conference is this year. You cannot afford to drop points and drop gains against lesser opponents or opponents to where you should come out with maximum points against. And the last nine games against uh, Nashville, uh, I think we're 07 and two. So that's not good, but maybe it's a new regime under Barry Trotz. Maybe we beat him. We're 07 and two in our last nine games against Nashville. Yeah, I don't know if it's in Nashville or just the last nine. Wow, I didn't know it was that bad. Monster, huge save by Sorokin. Huge, big save. Another super save by Sorokin. A super save by super Sorokin. Save. Super save. <laughs> yes, um, but and yeah. right now earlier it was like it was like seven or eight to two and shots on goal. For the Islanders now, it's eight seven 
Islanders. Yeah, that was a big point blank. Again, high danger chance save, you know, right in the slot. Big save from Sorokin. And that's one that, you know, at the end of the day, oh, yeah, he made a save there. I mean, most goalies let a goal in there. I mean, he was in good position, uh, you know, makes a nice leg save. You know, at the end of the day, it's probably not going to be one of the highlight saves. But that's that's the thing that people forget. You know, he's so good, and regardless of what the numbers are, a save like that kind of gets ignored. But in context, that's like a primo save right there. Sure, sure. And that's that's what needs – that's what you expect from him, and he does exactly that. For people that are overly critical when he lets a week on in, I just think it's comical at best. Goalies are not going to make every single save and save every single shot that comes their way. They're not going to be 100% perfect. I've never seen a goalie, even Hall of Fame caliber goalies, not letting a wiki every once in a while. You know, it reminds me of <laughs> it reminds me of the abuse that Roberto Luongo used to get by the Vancouver Canucks fans. Where they used to give, they used to, oh, Bobby Lou, he needs to do so much better than that. And he needs to play. The guy is a Hall of Famer. The guy was a Hall of Fame goalie, and they found things to complain about on a night in, night out basis about him. Oh, well, the backup's better than him. We'd rather have Corey Schneider in that. It, it kind of sounds like the ungrateful Islander fans who rather have Varley in that when healthy than Soroka. It, it wasn't that bad in Vancouver till the very end um, with Snyder. Um, uh, it wasn't. Uh, you know, the, the big thing was not winning the Cup in 2011 when they were the best team in the NHL the whole year. They had a whole string of injuries on defense. Then, uh, you know, Horton gets knocked out by Aaron Rome, and that was the end of that series. In my opinion, that was the end. Yeah. They took some real punitive damage against Rome, and they were playing like their 11th and 12th defensemen in their organization at the tail end, and that cost them. Mm. Now, this is a game, Grump, where we get to see one of the three amigos. One of the three amigos on uh, on display, Grumpy Old Man. Philip Tomasino is playing tonight. I don't, know, the, you know his number. I don't know his number. I'll pull it up there for you. I can't tell you. I, I watch enough of these National Predator games to know his number. Um, Philip Tomasino, Grump. Um, he's got 16 points on the year. His number, God almighty. I apologize. He is going to be number 26. Okay, 26. I'm assuming he's a third-line guy. Um, so, I, like I said, I know nothing about Nashville. This is the first time I'm watching them all year. I remember when Victor Arvidsson uh, played for them. Uh, he looked like a Hall of Famer playing against us every oh, single wow. Break Break by the Islanders. God, man. Well, and Soros a, comes up big Soros. against Horvat. So, see, that's the thing. Soros is a good goalie, right? That's the biggest thing. Yes. So, normally, if you see – uh, against uh, if that's a chance for us where we get a break after being you know the run run of play was going uh, against us that's a goal so that's the difference from having you know a good goaltender and Sars is a good goaltender so uh, this should be and maybe that's why they're playing so well this year but you know this is a game where the goaltending is fairly even and uh, you're going to have to earn it I think the Islanders are a better team than Nashville honestly. Um, delayed penalty. The Islanders are going in the box with 50 seconds to go in the first period. Well, the good so, thing is at least it'll be split, the penalty kill between two periods. So kind of tough to build momentum and continuity when you get a, a split power play. Average Anders Lee going into the box. 
Uh, don't know what the call is. We're going to find out here. I'm sure. Party. We <laughs> well, I'm sure they're going to show replay. All right. It's a fucking watch along. It's a watch along. You talk about what's going on in the game. How many times do I have to explain to you what a watch along is? It's not TJ just talking about the same things. It's a watch along. Watch the game and talk about it. Uh, grumpy, grumpy. Listen to me. I don't need you to All just in a monotone voice say, and we got somebody going to the box, and uh, it's going to be Andrews Lee going to the box here tonight. We're going to find out what we're going to see. Oh, Andrews Lee's off for tripping. That's not that's not what this show is, Grumpy. Come on, please stop. Um, you know, but this is this is a game where you want to see results from the Islanders, right? And I, I think there is something worth noting that I, I think is a big, at least for me, it's something I'm paying attention to. How long? is Varlamov going to be out for? The reason I asked that question is, do you remember last year we had that big issue where in the postseason people complained about the play of Sorokin? Oh, he looked gassed. He didn't look like he was he was playing the way he needs to. We are playing him on a night-in, night-out basis at this point. Yep. Sorokin is getting no sort of rest. I guess they're trying to hope that they can get him to the all-star break, play him every game, and by the time period the all-star break happens, get him some rest, and hopefully Varlamov is healthy by then. But Varley has not even started skating yet. Now, Sezikis, since our last show, he's out. He's out. He's week to week. So from what I understand, he'll be out for at least about four to six weeks. Um, but, uh, you know, he's out for an extended time period. I wonder how severe the Varley injury is, the, the fact that he's still not skating yet. Um. Fairly severe, right? I mean, he's been out, what, a week? Week and a half? Longer than that, Grump. The last time Varley played a game, Grump, was almost like two, three weeks ago. Okay. No, it's, it's not been that long. It's not been that long. You sure? Yeah. It's, I, I, it's he like tried to play originally on the West Coast trip. The last time he played a game was on, okay, it was on the 2nd of January before he got pulled out about 14 minutes in. So it's okay. been about, about a week. About a week and a half. and a half, right? Week and a half, like I said. Week and a half, still not skating. Okay. Okay. End of one period, zero zero, Islanders and Predators. Let's deliver it in that radio voice. Yes, that's right. Zero zero at the end of one. You're done. For those who are actually interested to hear us talking about the game, first period's over. So you know. you're done. You're done with that. I'm I'm asking you about <laughs> we're talking about Varley and you just completely go in a different area. He's out. Okay. That's Ken great. Appleby, I, I we expect to see Ken Appleby probably against Minnesota. Um, I would I I'd absolutely start Sorokin against Winnipeg. Uh, is what it is when it comes to uh Varlamov. Would there have been bigger losses for our team, other players? Absolutely. Um, like I said, he's a backup. If you even get average play and pick the correct opponents for Appleby to step in, uh, I think we'll be okay. I think a lot of times when you see a goaltender, like somebody that, you know, is not a normal member of the team, I think the team steps up. Hey, let's help this guy out a little bit. You see that often. And the more, let's say he produces and he has a good effort his first game. I think that fosters good things moving forward. The thing that I'm concerned about here is this. We use and abuse Sorokin, and by the time period the playoffs come, he's gassed. That's what I'm concerned about. And it's it, like and, and then it's it, then it's like, oh gotcha. Even if we make the postseason, how much does he have left in the tank? That's it's just 
you know, it's it's I it's I hate load management, right? But that's that's what people like load management in different sports. I would love for the Islanders to be in a spot where Soroka would be healthy, active, and not exhausted come postseason time. So, you know, last year we had to utilize him in a plethora of games right down the stretch because it's the only thing that was keeping us in games. It was the only thing that was allowing us to win, and he was extremely hot. There's a reason why he finished second or third in the Vesna voting. And this year, we've already played him more games to this point than we had last year. Okay. But, you know, the All-Star game is coming up. Is it he's back by after the all-star game i mean maybe he gets a couple more games you know mixed in uh like i said he's performed well this year i mean you cannot complain with the performance that he's had honestly so you know maybe you just give sorokin a little bit more rest after the all-star break and then he'll be ready to go fresh the the whole issue was last year that i think i think sorokin started 15 of the last 16 games whatever it was yeah um, that kind of wears out but you know if you and it was because we had to get in the playoff and Sorokin was playing so well. You know, this year is probably going to be a little bit different. That's all. I'm just asking you. I mean, like, is that – are we – can we say comfortably, oh, yeah, well, if uh, if we're in a spot to where we're close, we could just alternate goalies because, yeah, it's not like one's better than the other. What I still fear is they're going to want to ride the better goalie, and that still is going to be Sorokin. Sorokin this year has faced the most shots against in the NHL. He's got the most saves in the NHL. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's seen the most action, the most rubber, and the most pucks in the NHL this season. So, yep, it's it's one of those. Maybe things. it'll be a three-two. Maybe it'll be a three-two split as opposed to two to one, which it was before he got injured. I mean, you know, that's fine, and it depends on the teams we're playing. If we're playing weaker teams, you give Varl a little bit more run. That's all. Okay. You seem to be unaffected. Not I, I'm not, I, it doesn't bother me right now. It's early. It's we're at the midpoint of the season. You know, <laughs> if he's back uh, after the all-star break, I don't think it's that big a deal. He's not even know. skating yet. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's well, not like you go from like, hey, I'm skating as a goalie to where I'm right back on the ice again. We don't even know what we have in Appleby right now. We're not even trying to see what we have in Appleby right now. <laughs> Well, but he's going He's going to get the second half of back-to-backs or the I'm first sorry. half of the back-to-back. Varley was healthy to give you – oh, no, I'm sorry. Varlamov – no, I'm sorry. No Varlamov on the morning skate this morning. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I just uh, would love to see – would love to see us kind of rotate the goalies a little more. But uh, we'll see, I guess. We'll see. Um, I do want to get into today's ad read here before we keep diving further in. Um, and, and before we start getting some comments, but today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Again, you've heard us talk about DraftKings before. You've heard us talk about the same game parlays, all the great things you can do with them. You know, you could say, I'm going to go ahead and predict that Sorokin has a shutout tonight against the Nashville Predators. I'm predicting Matty B comes up with an assist. I'm predicting Noah Dobson registers a point. And you could start adding a whole bunch of these, you know, a whole bunch of these wagers on the same game, you know, adding the parlays, and it increases your payout. And again, if you if you watch the honors enough, you can pretty much bag it that that Maddie B or Noah Dobbs is going to do something of success. Um, but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. 
New customers could bet $5 on the NHL and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. And New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available if you have a gambling problem. If you call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resorts in Kansas. Um, you must be 21 years or older, but age varies by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Yeah, nice ad read, TJ. Impressive. Most impressive. Let's take a look here at some of these comments, Grumpy. Angelo M. Grump. Good evening. Good evening, Angelo. <laughs> uh, you got Rogue Gamer. I thought this live stream was exclusively on Peacock. That's right. Exclusive on Peacock. We're going to put it behind the paywall next, Grump. <laughs> this is a little this is a little call, I guess, to our uh, the uh, the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show. Where we talked about Peacock and, and Cable. Grumpy, are we keeping you awake over there, Grump? Listening to you is boring me. Oh, look at that. Your, your quick quips. Um, Frank says, hey, what's up, Frank? How are you? Frank K also says here, um, that was a fun game on Thursday. Sorokin, it's his best game I've seen in a while. Um, I thought he was really good. I, 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 just, I just don't beg on him like other people. He's the only reason we have the points we have is our goaltending, period. I agree. Now, let me ask you this, Grump. That Toronto game, how great was Matt Barzal? As well as Noah Dobson. I thought they were both outstanding. It's it's the players we talk about, right? It's none of the ham and egg or hacks that everyone that the Lamanites like to talk about. It's Dobson, Sorokin, Barzell, and we'll throw a little Horvat in there. That's it. That's yeah, it. Horvat played well this year, really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys. Those four guys. Like I said, all right, you miss Varlamov to an injury, you miss Pellick. I mean, big deal. Pulak, whoop de doo. The big four on this team is actually back, big three plus. Barzell, Dobson, Sorokin, and then we'll throw in a little Horvath, too. He's the guy who doesn't get the bronze medal, but he competed really well, so he came in fourth. No medal for you. And that's your Brock Nelson, huh? No, that's Horvat. Is that Bo Horvat? Yeah. Brock Nelson is below Horvat. No one knows who comes in fifth. No one. I'll say this. Noah Dobson looking like the future $10 million man. I think I'm sitting kind of pretty on that one, Grump. I think I'm sitting pretty. I'm sitting in flowers, Grump. Sounds like, well, you know, there's a lot of time there's a fertilizer on top of flowers. Maybe that's what you're, maybe that's what you're smelling. No, 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 no. I said, I'm just sitting pretty. I'm not smelling anything. I'm sitting pretty. I tell you, Noah Dobson is on over a point of game pace right now. The best defenseman we've got on this team by a country mile. Now, is he point I, of game? I, he's more than a point of game. That's correct. Okay. I'll hold it okay. for you. Okay. He's more than a point of game. Now, it's funny. A lot of people are like, yeah, Noah Dobson should make – he should make the all-star game. It's funny just looking at how quick the tide changes. So many of these fans 
bullying him. Oh, he's awful. He's cooked. He's this. He's that. Not a saying. He's an all star. He's fantastic. He, it's just crazy. He's so soft. He got rid of his social media account. He blocked the lead Lamanite guy. He blocked. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> oh man! But yeah, he's he's had a great season this year. Very happy with with his performance. Um, you know, he's done exactly what you'd expect him to do. And for everybody who's been paying attention, watching the show for a while, knew what he could do as well. Um, still not a fan of who he's been saddled with there. Rumenitis. He's got a severe playing, case of rumenitis, but they're playing with they're playing Pelic with with Mayfield. Ugh, Again. And it's like Dobson and Romanoff. And then you got the shitheads on the bottom pairing, Riley and Aho. I'm not gonna call Aho a shithead, but Riley definitely is. And he carries <laughs> enough shit in him to cover the whole pairing, honestly. Yeah, he blows. Terrible. Freedom fun adventure, Grumpy. Love you, Grumpy, but the other night you shoveled some serious horse poop. You said Shula cheated because he forced the poor little Jets to play on the exact field as Miami. Okay, here's the thing, uh, Freedom Fun Adventure. Uh, the whole thing was the field's supposed to be covered for the game, okay? He knew the night – here's the thing. The Jets were a high-flying offense. The Dolphins were not at that point. I think David Woodley was their quarterback. I think it was David Woodley. Can't really remember now. Um, and long story short, all of a sudden, Shula doesn't cover the field. Never happened when Marino was quarterback. I damn tell, will tell you that much. When he had the the, the marks, Duper and Clayton out there, yeah, it, it was it was a bonic. It was a big deal the time that it happened as well. This is not revisionist history. They were talking about it the day of the night before. It was the, it was the sloppiest game I ever saw play. Ever saw play. Honestly, the sloppiest, the worst field conditions ever. And all of a sudden, Shula, you know, the Saint Don Shula, always on the uh, uh, what committee? The uh, rules committee. Always Don Shula, his team, the least penalized team in the league. He's on the rules committee. Yeah, okay. Tell me how that works. Take a look. Take a look at what's going on in the NFL right now, and tell me that. It hasn't always been like that. Just the way it is. And absolutely, well, absolutely. He left that. He gave orders not to have that field covered, covered. and it hurt the Jets. Absolutely killed them. Absolutely, fourteen nothing loss. Let me ask you this, Grumpy. Or let me let me let me make a quick statement for those who are watching today. Right, they're on Peacock to watch the Kansas City Chiefs against the Miami Dolphins. Um, and for those who aren't, because you're watching the Islanders, you're a diehard Islander fan, or you're watching the TJ and the, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man talk about the Islanders, giving you a little score updates around the league. Right now, Miami, zero. Kansas City Chiefs, seven. Tua Tungavailoa, two for four tonight through the first quarter. 15 yards passing, one interception. He doesn't have He is off to a it's too cold. The weather's he's he, okay. He's never won a game when the temperature is below 45 degrees. There used to be something where a team had never Tampa Bay Buccaneers had never won a game where the temperature was below 30 until the people's champion got there. They had no problem winning those games. You know what? When you're a loser, you're a loser. Okay. Tua Tonga Vilo is a loser. I don't expect them to win. Uh, I just, I'm sorry, I, I just don't. I don't think much of him as a quarterback. If I was the Miami Dolphins, I'd be looking in another direction. Yeah. Uh, Interception. 
can't throw interceptions. First of all, he's got an arm like a freaking noodle. He's got an arm like a freaking noodle, a floppy noodle. And he's he just not that good. I'm sorry. Frank K says the Anders are playing well so far. I agree. Yep. We're, we absolutely were the better team in the first period. Yep. Now, what I don't want to see happen is we come out the next two periods and we look meh. I want to see us carry this forward and have a full 60-minute performance tonight. That's what I want to see from our Islanders. Frank, grumpy old man. Like that, grump. You're doing reverse bad luck. LOL, you're a class act, grumpy. Love you, man. Thanks, Frank. Yeah. Hey, Islanders. you know what I've noticed? I've noticed the last couple of weeks, every way I pick, the opposite happens. Well, uh, hey, let's uh, let's feed that. Let's feed that. Let's go. Rogue Gamer says Islanders will win because – Fook, Fook you, and Fook me, says the NFL. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with it, but hey, that's okay. I'm going to go through whatever comments have been highlighted here while TJ disappears. Mr. Meat says if the Islanders played with the heart every night that they played against Toronto, they'd be very hard to beat regularly. Do you think the Islanders outplayed Toronto? I think they had to play with heart. It's tough to play like that. 82 games a year, and then playoffs. Very, very difficult. They seem to get up for Toronto, though. Some teams you do, some teams you don't. Frank from Empire State says, I like Frank for Toronto a lot for a very reasonable price. Okay. Is Frank for Toronto, I mean, I think he's serviceable. Is he what you need? Is he a first-line player? I don't think so. I mean, what would you have to give up for him if it's if it's a lean market? And we don't know what the market is. And that's why I'm like, okay, slow down. We don't know who's available, who's not. Okay. Let's say he's the top name on the market. You're going to have to give up a lot more than you should for a, a player like Frank Vitrano. We don't know yet. Rogue Gamer says Barzell, third line. Um, actually, I haven't been able to pay attention to the game as much because TJ doesn't like me to actually watch what happens. But I think Barzell's looked good today. Um, I think he's – is he not back with the first line? I don't know. Uh, Freedom Front of Adventure says, Islanders should trade anyone not named Barzell, Sorokin, Horvat, Dobson. Romanoff, no Romanoff can go. Uh, Bull Duke, he can go. Nelson, he can go. Wally, he can go. Also, not prospect Nelson. I don't – I don't – I don't – that doesn't make sense. Sorry, Freedom Front of Adventure. But Nelson in the right deal, absolutely I'd move him. The only, uh, To me, the only untouchables, the only truly untouchables are Dobson, Barzell, and Sorokin. I don't think you can move Horvat um, with his contract. I just don't think he's movable. And you can say the same thing about Barzell, but Barzell has played extremely well this year. Uh, Dallas McDonald says, I hate when we're all over a team and don't score. Always scares me for the rest of the game. Well, usually that's the Islanders getting dominated and Sorokin will stand on his head and then the Islanders pop in a goal. It's uh, You will lose games like that periodically, but I'd always rather be the team that dominates. Yes, I 100% agree. The longer you keep a lesser team in a game, the greater they feel confident about themselves and you know they could steal one from you. But at the end of the day, uh, I'd rather be the team that's dominating as opposed to one that's hanging on. Uh, Freedom Front Event says zebras have been 
made available. Ozegris has been made available, but is injured and is a center, as far as I know, young and skilled from New York. If Zegers is truly available, which makes no sense to me at all, he's a guy I'd be all for going in. Absolutely. Started the second period now in Nashville, still on the power play. Uh, and uh, hopefully the Islanders kill this one off. Uh, talk about a team that had a good road trip in Vancouver. Shut out Buffalo one nothing today. Um, oh, broken stick. Right now from Mayfield uh, gives Nashville advantage. Islanders doing a nice job battling, though. Mayfield without a stick. Like I said, the difference between the first period and the second period is a long way to the Islanders bench, but that's okay. Number 10 just absolutely shit himself and uh, turned the puck over, which bails Mayfield out. Um, next comment from Gungun says, does Paul Bichonette ever regret his sharp tongue? I don't think he's got a brain that comprehends things like that. Uh, Frank K says, Luongo opening his mouth after beating Boston one to nothing by saying he would have made the save that Tim Thomas didn't woke up Boston. That's horseshit. You're wrong, Frank. Uh, they bombed him the next game and got him pulled. You're wrong. You're wrong. Vancouver won the first two home games. Game three was where it changed the tenor of the game when Aaron Ro uh, Rome knocked out um, Nathan Horton and had that ugly scene with him standing like that. He got and Rome was gone for the rest of the series. Like I said, Edler was playing with uh, three broken fingers. Dan Hughes had a torn groin. Ryan Kessler had the hip injury, the, his first one. They were missing a bunch of players. Vancouver was the best team in the league. Tim Thomas played unconscious. Every team, except for the last one, was won by, by the home game, by the home team. Um, Tim J says the – the Isles are horrible in the last minutes of a period, always in a panic, always losing putt control. I, I just think it's kind of back and forth, honestly. I don't think it's always the end of the first period. So, I, I mean, every game, every game has, you know, the uh, the giving, the giving, the yin and the yang. You know, okay, this team's hot for this team's rolling now, and I just think it's just the, the flow of the game, honestly. I don't think it's necessarily a time or not. Gugnut says. Who has less shame in his game, the grumpy old man or Lou Lamorello? I think it's me. Could be both. Who knows? Carlos from Portugal says, salute the panel and chat. Hello, Carlos. Always a pleasure from Portugal. John Smith said, there is no picking the right opponents for starting Appleby. We play stinkers against good and bad teams all the same. Yeah, but you want him to play, like I said, you would, I think you would want to play him against Minnesota, not Winnipeg. Winnipeg's hot right now. So I think, and, and Minnesota's all banged up. I think you kind of lean towards playing him against Minnesota, even though optimally you want the second half of the back to back to be Appleby. We're going to find out early in the week, right? The Islanders are headed to the power play, by the way, grumpy old man. Jeremy Lozon takes a penalty in the offensive zone, tripping Ajo. Looky there, a little out. What, what comment did you leave off on? I'm sorry, Grumpy, I'm back. Uh, Rogue Gamer, 844. What happened to Varley? Out for the year? I don't think he's out for the year. Uh, I think, I don't even, well, they haven't even told us what the end, they haven't told us upper body, lower body. They haven't heard anything. If he's not on the ice, it could be groin. It could be groin. We don't know. We don't know. You know, they're real secretive, yep. so. <laughs> 
Yeah. Goon Goon Grump. Are the Rangers not as exceptional as a lot of loudmouths claimed earlier this year? Did they commit treason? Um, I think the Rangers are good. Are they as good as Carolina? I don't think so. But with Peter LaViolette, I think uh, what you're seeing is they play more defense now, which certainly helps them out. They have individual talent. They have guys who can score, put the puck in the net. You're seeing development from Lafreniere, um, and they're playing extremely well. I mean, I think if I think they're still first place in the uh, in the Eastern Conference, or if not, they're right there. So I can't. You can't say they're stinking. I mean, I I, I think the Rangers are good. I do. When we look here at where the standings currently are, um, you know, it's again as we mentioned, very very close. The NHL standings you've got here, right? Three points behind the Rangers, and the Rangers are on a four-game losing streak. It, it's worth adding as well. But uh, currently, the Hurricanes are hot, right? Seven, one, and two. You know, they all things find a way to work themselves out. Now that being said. The Islanders, even after if they win tonight against the Nashville Predators, which we both think they will, um, yeah. no, they're still going to be. No, they're not, no, they're going to lose to the Predators. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. They're going to lose in order for them to win. My mistake. Yes. But uh, you look at it. I mean, there's going to be the teams are so jumbled right now. My God. Well, I mean, they're going to be a few teams that have two to three games in hand on us that are two to three points behind us. So this, you know, these are time periods when we need to start winning games. I know Grumpy, the thing he loves to look at is the plus minus. So what the goal differential is, we're minus 11 at the moment. The Washington Capitals are minus 25. That's not sustainable. Um, The Devils minus two Penguins plus 14. So, yeah, I mean, everything is extremely close. The Flyers are still sitting in third. Yeah, I I mean, to me. I think the Penguins will make the playoffs. I absolutely do. Um, you're seeing Jersey now, right? Jersey won today, beat uh, beat Florida. Florida had, I don't know, nine wins in a row, something like that. They beat them four to one. You're seeing the Devils start to play better recently, right? You're seeing Carolina has righted the ship. The Rangers are still, regardless of the four losses, they're still one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, right? So, I mean, there's certain teams that you're seeing early in the year, they were struggling, and now, okay, we knew the Hurricanes and we knew the Devils. I knew Pittsburgh. So I just think that if you're an Islander fan, you're not really concerned about the Flyers or the Capitals. It's the Devils and the Penguins. Those are the teams you have to watch out for. And uh, Hurricanes, that's a lost cause, honestly. How we're going to look when we play the Rangers? I think that's a big, big, big deal. Well, the, the the thing that's worth mentioning here too, the amount of points that separates the first place Rangers from the seventh place Penguins in our division is a total of nine points. So from first to seventh in the division, there's only a nine point difference. I'm telling it's early. you. That's- it's, it's, still it's early. early. It's early. But I, I, the point being here is this time period is unbelievably important to take care of business against the teams you need to take care of business against. Uh, that's, I mean, that's what it is now. And I think you had read a comment earlier, grumpy old man about 
uh, Paul Bissonette. Paul Bichonette. Is that correct? Yeah, I have no use for him. Well, Paul Bichonette and Butchie were getting back into it again last night on social media. God. And Butch, Butch, it, this is this is not a this is not something Butch should do. That's it's not his game. And to me, the marketing team for the Islanders, they they're the ones who need to step up. <laughs> I, I agree with you there too. But like I'll put it up on screen, Grumpy, what had happened. Because it's, you know, here here's the thing. Butchie was Butchie was exchanging a few blows um, back and forth. I'll let you. I'll, I'll put up some more comments and I'll pull up what happened there last night, Grumpy. The next comment here by Dave, Dave Johnson. Johnson says saving six bucks watching Grumpy instead of Taylor Swift. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you can just rent her movie if you want. Angelo M. Grumpy. Too many games for Sorokin. Well, I mean, what are your other options right now? You're not going to play Appleby 50-50. That's a certain. Oh, gosh. Can you I imagine Appleby in that situation, honestly, where we're giving up primo scoring chances all the time? JP says, the Islanders team, not good enough to be a champion, not bad enough to tank, and just when you think they'll sink to the bottom like a rock, they float back to the surface like a turd. Okay, that should tell you something. That should tell I, you something. You're not good I'm enough. Gonna, I'm going to let you know something. I am... Please remove Butch Goring off of social media in favor of that. Now, here's the one thing that we've always talked about. I mind him jawing back and forth against Paul Bichonet. Whatever. I don't think it's his game. But look at this shit. Look at Butchie. What is the one thing we always say? You are, when you're a professional athlete, when you're somebody that has high standings, you should not be mixing it up with the everyday person. You've accomplished what you've accomplished. Anybody with half a brain understands that. You don't need to get into pissing fights with 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 no name sock accounts on social media. Well, Butchie seems to be doing that right now. And uh, I mean, Grumpy, I'll let you look, Grumpy. I'll let you read some of these comments here that that Butchie was was tweeting at these people. I was like, oof, Butchie, come on, man. But he said, which one of your six followers actually pays any attention to you? And again, like, you know, they're coming at people, but it's like, it's like, why, why are you engaging on this? Easy to remember something when you've accomplished it four times in a row. You know, he's like, he's got, you know, it's, uh, I just don't get why he's like going at random people. Nobody cares. By Sorokin on a deflection right in front of the net. Did you hear anything when I was just talking about? I heard, I heard what you said. Again, it's, it's a watch along with the game. I, it's at a I, fucking commercial. Okay, but I don't. Okay, but I don't does that register okay, for you? But I don't. I don't think you understand. People want to know what's happening in the game. At some point in time, I feel they do. Tell if I'm wrong. People in the nobody, comment. Nobody's watching the game. Everybody's just listening to this telecast, and nobody's watching the game. Is that what you're but suggesting? They, I think they still want to be notified when something happens. No. Yeah, did you no, have any they, thoughts on Butchie or no? Do you have any thoughts? I, well, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. He should get off of social media, not engage with Bichonette, and certainly not with the fans. He's a 71, 72-year-old man. Just, dude, it's a no-win proposition for you. And the shitheads who are in charge of the Islanders and this type of stuff need to say, dude, no, let's stop. Don't talk to bitch or we'll put something out. And they need somebody to write something scathing about bitch. And just have it come from the Islanders, honestly. Well, you know what? Mm -hmm. Have the Islanders go to Bettman and tell to say, hey, tell bitch to knock it off. 
because that'll do it. We all know he's a cavey bitch, and he will, because he's more concerned with his paycheck than anything else. So, like I said, that's how you stop him. It was obvious. The first sign of trouble, okay, yes, my little master, whatever you say. So I have no use for him, honestly. Butch should not even engage with him. They're showing Barry Trotz. You know what? I think he's looked the same for the last 50 years. The same. Absolutely the same. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, I guess going to the the prior comments you made, I don't mind him engaging Paul Bichonette. I thought that, again, as we mentioned, probably the Islanders PR team or whoever handles the Islanders social media accounts should probably be coming to his defense so Butch doesn't feel like he's got to – because older people with social media take things a lot more personal probably than what they should. Um, And it's the reason why he's tweeting at accounts with six fucking followers. Like if I get – we get people with six followers who tweet at how stupid of a podcast this is, how dumb Grumpy and I are. You know what happens? I just saw, whoop, I just continue on with my whole day. Okay. I don't think Butch even knows if the guy has six followers. Yes, he does. So if you were paying attention to what I was saying instead of just being glued and not paying attention, instead of me watching the game that we're supposedly talking about instead of doing that. Okay. I I already know what my opinion is. You can't multitask. Here it is. Look, Grumpy. See how if we go over this guy, Arvin Lopez, Grumpy, it's got eight followers now. Ooh, he's got up. He's gone up two followers now. The 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 tweet made him. Here's the thing. For me, I don't partake in any of that. I don't know what, I don't know how, you know, if it's six or eight followers. I don't do that. You don't hear me engaging with with the plebeians. I don't do it. I'm telling you right now, Grumpy, how it happens. I'm how just saying, Butch, Butch should not followers? mix it up. How many followers does Butch have? I'm saying hundreds of thousands. Or he's got, yeah, 30, 31,000. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm over us. 31,000. I'm just saying, probably shouldn't be mixing it up with people who don't even have a picture associated with their Twitter account who tweet something nasty at him. You're a public figure. People are going to tweet nice things at you and nasty things at you probably shouldn't respond to the nasty things. How many people tweet to Butch that he not would even many, not many, but Paul Bichonette doing this is causing people to tweet at him. Okay, that he would even read these things. I don't know. Well, he obviously reads it because he tweets them back out. So he's or obviously somebody, reading them. Or does somebody else read them? Like you know Noah Dobson. Noah Dobson's mom. Mom or girlfriend dropped Phil. And you know what? They were smart to do that. An account with 31,000 subscribers, I'm assuming assuming he's probably managing his own Twitter account, Grump, just based off of the responses as well. Okay. Yeah. It's it's not a good look. Shouldn't be tweeting at normal people, but whatever. Um, I don't mind him going at Paul Bichonette, but I'll let you continue. Grumpy comments, my friend. We'll get some comments here. Does Applebee eat at Applebee's? I don't know. Alex Inchi. I read this earlier, and it, uh, I have a question on it. TJ, I met your favorite Bo Horvat earlier today in downtown Nashville. I'm just wondering. I don't know what time Alex saw him, but it's like, are these guys out game day? Just mingling with the masses? I, I don't know. Was he nice? Actually, I want to ask out. Was he nice? 
I'm sure they're nice. I mean, yeah, hockey, honestly, hockey players of all the major sports, hockey players are without a doubt the nicest athletes you're ever going to meet. Certainly better than baseball, football, and basketball. Not there is no comparison. Much we're a little over half. We're a little over halfway through the second period, and it's been exactly what you would expect a Barry Trotz against the New York Islanders matchup to be a boring zero to zero slug fest that I anticipate will be going to shootout in some capacity, and the team will win one nothing. Doesn't this have the one nothing feel to it? Somehow. It does. It's a hey, you're you're so fixated, man. I've been watching the game. It's kind of boring. Have you been really? In, have you been entertained by tonight's game? I have not, but maybe no. I'm in the minority. I might be in the minority. We've had a few chances going in on them. They've had a few chances coming back. This is not an open game. This is not a fly high flying game. This is a very zone to zone set up our defensive structure block shot. Not an entertaining game. But maybe you're enjoying it. Maybe other people think, are enjoying it. Maybe I'm in the wrong. I think the shots were like 12 to 10. We went to the TV timeout. So it's like not a whole lot of action. Soros, Soros, Soros has made a couple of saves, and Sorokin's made a couple of saves. And, you know, but a lot of, you're right, a lot of neutral zone stuff, a lot of just, it, it, you're right. It's not, it's not been entertaining. But you can't take your head away from it. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's tonight's game is not watch along. It is a you know watch what, along. You know what tonight's it's game is? Along. You know it's what tonight's game is? Don't watch. That's how it's a boring game tonight. God damn. Did you think that the this 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 industry's job is to entertain, but man oh man, has it been a boring game? I'm hoping it gets entertaining. That's what I'm hoping for. But this is a Barry Trotz run team. I won't say coach team. This is a Barry Trotz run team as the GM now. It's just oof. So remember we'll get Dan, to the more comments Dan, here. You remember Dan Highnote? Remember Dan Highnote? Dan, Dan who? Highnote. Dan Highnote. Defenseman. Well, he's Ham Hughes. Dan Highnote. If I want to say Dan I've never Ham, heard of Dan Highnote. Who the fuck is Dan Highnote? He used to play in the NHL defenseman. He's an assistant coach for uh, for Nashville. Gungu says, Trust was just interviewed between periods and was quite complimentary about Dobson and Barzi. For the proof, he is classy, not gassy. Yeah, you never heard him say anything nice about him when he was coaching the team, though. That's for certain. I, to answer your question, I do not remember Dan Highnote, who he hasn't played Pittsburgh. in NHL 15 um, years since he last played in the league. <laughs> So, I remember I remember playing for Pittsburgh and stuff, Dan I know. Yeah, don't remember. For a guy, yeah. guy who's out of the league 15 years, he looked pretty damn good. Okay. Real Gamer says here, Applebee was the mascot for Applebee's in the 90s. Probably um, not Ken Applebee. Tony Burkhardt says, Grump, multiple things can be true at the same time. Your homes from Tate's look like shit this year. Really? Really? Take away the five empty. Take away the five uh, shorthanded goals. What has he done? Why would you take away shorthanded goals, though? Because that's the only reason anyone's even talking about him. There's no other what? reason. He hasn't. He hasn't shined in any other way. He's had goal you, hanging. He's had five shorthanded goals. Why would you take away shorthanded goals, though? Because it's the only reason anyone's talking about him. That's the only reason. The only reason. <laughs> 
His regular run of play, his regular run of play shows me nothing. Absolutely nothing. He's he's just he's a jag. That's what he is, a jag. But he did have shorthanded goals because he's produced, right? So it's it's worth saying that. Um I'm not taking anything away. He's been exactly what you th- what we thought or exactly exactly what we could have imagined the best case scenario to be. Um he's a guy that is a very good bottom six forward. That's what he is. I don't think he's anything more. Um, I don't think there's anything to celebrate about him. He does his job just like Sezekis does his job, just like Kyle Clutterbuck, just like Matt Martin, just like Hudson Fashing. We don't celebrate those guys every day, but we like to celebrate Hudson or we like to celebrate Simon Holmstrom for whatever reason. I don't know. If Hudson Fashing had five shorthanded goals, everyone would be gushing about Hudson Fashing. Sure. And if you look at his totality of play, just just subtract the five shorthanded goals, there is nothing special. And I like Hudson Fashing. Nothing special about him. Absolutely nothing. And that's the same thing with Holmstrom. It's with Pajot. They're all the same. They're all bottom six guys for a reason. They are what they are. Nothing special about them. They're not Mike Bossy. They're not. Bills asked the fans to shovel snow at Highmark Stadium amid winter weather, winter storm warning. I bet they're not asking them to do that anymore. Since the yeah. NFL, you know what? Does it feel like the NFL just kind of said we could have played the game tomorrow, but you want to know what? We kind of like the idea of moving the game to Monday and having three straight games and uh, three straight days of double headers. I think we could make more TV revenue from that. Well, That's what I think. the Islanders are going to the power play again here. Lozon for his second penalty of the game here today. And what's I, the call? I what the, what the fuck is that call? I don't know, honestly. That doesn't look like a penalty to me. Just hitting a guy. I don't care. It benefited ball. us, but they're all fighting for the puck along the boards. And well, he's got no, his no, 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 no. It was Angval. So you know he was not fighting for the puck for the boards. And that's why it was interference. Well, he was fighting for the puck along the boards, not getting it, but they're all fighting for the puck along the boards. They went ahead and put a body on a body, and they gave us another power play. Um, I'm not complaining because it gives the Islanders another opportunity, but if that was called against us, I'd be a little upset. (laughs) So, um, you know, the Islanders on another power play. Let's see if we can get anything going here on this. Uh, But Rogamer says here, Marino is the best quarterback ever. I know it's not popular, but Lawrence Taylor would kill Brady. Marino couldn't win anything. He wasn't a winner. You want a stat stuffer? Dan Marino's your man. You know what? It comes to nut cutting time. Can you win championships? He couldn't. Period. He was a, he was a good regular season quarterback. So was Peyton Manning. In a big game, are you trying to tell me you're picking Dan Marino or Tom Brady? I'll take that bet every day of the week. I, guess what? Brady be undefeated in Super Bowls if they played against one another. No, no doubt about it. About LT, I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what the LT comment even have to do with anything. Pony Boy Curtis says every time you exclaim that Holmstrom is a goal hanger, you just continue to seem like a guy that can't admit that his take was a little off this year. It's not, dude. Watch where watch where he is on the ice. Watch where he is on the penalty kill. He's always up by the blue line, hoping to jump out. That's where he is. That, I will that's, say that he is. That's the player he is. I will say that he is Prove goal hanging. Quite Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. 
I will say that he is goal hanging quite a bit. That being said, he's done a good job this year. Grumpy can't fucking admit that. You're right. Grumpy, he's just okay. for whatever reason. He's, he's a jag. He's a jag. There's nothing special. The Lamanites going on and gushing about this guy. It's like, dude, who the fuck are you talking about? He's got, what, 16 I heard that, that I don't get, but you cannot admit to say he's played well. Can you say he's he, played he not, well? You know what? He's, he's been okay there in his is. role. You That's are a Lamanite on the other side. You're a Lamanite on the other side. There is not, you're not going to hear me gushing about any third and fourth line player. I don't do it because there's gushing, nothing. Gushing, he's played well. Is that gushing? He's played well? Is that I don't gushing? Even, I think he's you? been okay. I think he's been okay. That's what I think. And you know what? The further we get away from the shorthand goals, the less and less productive he is. Those are just facts. Those are just facts. He's had a, he had a nice he had a nice goal in a shootout, really nice, and he's actually had a couple of good shots. Other than that, he still won't go into a fucking corner for a puck. And as a third line player, that's a prerequisite. You better get your ass digging in the corners. You won't do it. <sighs> Sorry, I, I don't respect guys like that. Just don't. This is not this is not the ice capades. Get your nose dirty. Get in the corner. Go for a puck. I don't know why you can't say he's played well. Because I don't think he's played well. I think he's played okay. I think there's a difference. Well and okay are two different things. Oh, mad marks. Bill's going right to the goal. Soros is playing really well so far. Islanders out, uh, out shooting uh, uh, the, the Predators 16-10 with five minutes to go in the second period. I know. Very enthralling game. A lot of fun we're watching tonight. My God. I, this is just oh. trip by Martin. even like even when we're on the power play. Now there's a delay. There's another power play coming up for the, the Islanders again. Trip, Martin, Martin tripped him. No, that's on Martin. Martin tripped. Oh, Nashville. I'm sorry. It was a dumb <sighs> penalty, honestly. I mean, why is Martin even playing? I don't know. See, that's I'm sorry. That's a shitty that's that's a really that's, shitty call against Matt Martin. That's right. That's right. He he did swing his stick, but did he trip him? I think Yossi was going down anyway. He was he was in that. a spot where he was he was further on the where he needed to be. He felt pressure from behind, and his fucking legs just fell out from underneath him because it, he was in a good spot. He knew he could draw a penalty with that with the Martin, arm wrap. Martin's mistake was throwing the stick across the body. That was and Rosie took it. Uh, Josie uh, Yossi took advantage of that. He absolutely did. But you know what? Martin's a veteran player. He should know better. Yossi was not scoring from there. Don't do something dumb. Yeah. That said, I don't think Nashville – how many goals does Nashville have this year? Ten? I mean, they're 40-something games in. What, they got 15, 20 goals? Because they look like they, sh they suck on offense. So Nashville, they've only got 100 – they've got 135 goals this year. I can't believe More that. than what I thought. That's for certain. They've conceded 133 goals. Wow. Well, Soros yeah. was out for a while. That hurt them. Yeah, but like they, I mean, like they've scored a lot more goals than what I had expected. So, uh, but yeah, this team, they look, man, this is just, oh, fuck, boring. <laughs> it's a boring slock of a game. I wish that, I, I hope in the third period things open up. I hope, because what I think will happen, as soon as the first goal is scored, 
you're going to see them open it up because a team that's now losing is going to play a little bit more freely. But it's like, man, it's like two boxers that are kind of feeling themselves out and we're here in the freaking third or fourth round and they're still feeling each other out. Come on, man. Get out there and start throwing some blows. Ponyberg Curtis says, Holmstrom appears to have more upside and more potential significantly than Wasserman. See, I disagree on this. Now, here's because the thing. He's getting all the run. He, he, he's, a, he's a third liner. They've given him – Holmstrom has been in the lineup all freaking year. All year, he's been given multiple opportunities on the first year, which he failed because guess what? He's just not on the, on the first line, on the first line, not the That's first right. year. Now, Wallstrom, how much run is he getting? Where is he playing today? I mean, I you tell me. I mean, you know, it's about opportunity. And one kid gets it, one kid does it. It's just that plain and simple. Um, let's take a look here. Like I said, Holmstrom has 16 points in 40 games. I, I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry. I'm not writing. That's like what? You're on pace for 32 points this year? Is that something? Hey, he's great. Uh, no, sorry. It's just, it's, it's average NHL production. I mean, but it's so our team is so we lack any sort of young talent that it that it it gets people excited about it. So right now, I, I don't. I mean, there is. I I mean, I know the Islanders' power play has been problematic in the past. Nashville doesn't even look like they play a power play system at all. It's hard watching them. Oliver Oliver Wallstrom has the second least amount of ice time. Matt Martin is the only Islander forward or the only Islander with less ice time tonight than Oliver Wallstrom. And so how are you expecting him to produce? I, I just no oh my God. I, I can't I couldn't watch Nashville. Nashville reminds me of Minnesota, another team I can't watch. And think about that. Nash, uh, think about Minnesota. We play, we play Minnesota. We play Minnesota here in a few games. So, so. <laughs> I know. and just think about watching. Think about watching Minnesota without Kaprizov. <laughs> I mean, without Spurgeon. Think about watching that team without those players. Oh, those are those are the worst games of the season for the Islanders last year. Or watchability factor, just the worst. Well, let's. Well, uh, no need to stay fixated on TV. Let's get through some comments here, Grumpy. Pointed by Curtis Grump. Who are the top three forwards that are having the most disappointing year on the Islanders and what top three forwards are having the most pleasantly surprising season of the forwards so far this year? I'll just give you the top three forwards and the worst three forwards. Casey Zekas has been dog shit, Martin, and Clutterbuck, I'll say. So the fourth and line. The fourth line the fourth. is just the red X on it. And for the, for the top three, it'll be Nelson, Horvat, and Barzell. That's it. Everybody else I is think, the throw. I'll answer your question instead of just giving you whatever Grumpy wanted to fucking give you. So the the most surprising here in a good fashion, I think it's Matt Barzal by a country mile. He's been the most positively surprising Islander that we've had. I think then as well, I think Brock Nelson. He continues to do everything that we expect him to do. He continues to not have his game fall off. I, I like what I've seen from Brock. Um, he's been surprising again. And positive impact. Who else is? Horvat. How the fuck are you not picking Horvat? He's a point of game guy 
You said he was going to go back to being a 40-point-a-year 40, 40 guy. He's got 40 points already. Go ahead. Don't be afraid to say Horvat. It could be Horvat, sure. I mean, he's doing what he's it being paid be. to do. He's doing what he's being paid to do. I wouldn't necessarily, no. right? Like, I'm thinking Brock, right? Brock is still, the fact that Brock is still playing at career levels year in, year out, I think that does something he's for him. He's been consistent. That's that's why we've always talked about when could we see his game fall off, and it still hasn't. I don't think that's he's surprising. You think he's surprising? I don't think he's surprising. The fact that he's still playing at this high level, yes. And I think the same thing. I use the same exact thought process. The fact that Bo Horvat's still playing at the high level of a career year and a contract season, I think that means you know he surprised me in a positive way as well this year. Disappointing players. Pierre Engvall, for the opportunity he's been given, I think looks like a wilting flower. I mean, that's the nicest way I'll put it. I still disagree with everything you say. Well, it would be cool if you, I mean, like, guess what? Pierre Engvall is what he is. He's a third line player. The fact that we paid him to be a second liner, it's not his skill set. If I told you that we were going to put him on the second line, play him 16 minutes a night, and he was going to average a point every three games, I tell you, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. Oh, geez, man. Anders Lee got away with a freaking trip. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'm just going to get back. I'll get back. I'll get back to answering my question or answering the question there for Pony Boy. Yeah, it, mine is going to be Pierre Engvall. He's disappointed as a forward for me. Um, I think at times, right, it's I thought Hudson Fashing was going to take more of a role, but they haven't really given it to him or given him the opportunity perhaps that they have. So Hudson Fashing has been disappointing a little bit this year for me. And, um, you could just lane the entire fourth lineup as being disappointing. So, uh, Dart MP Grump. Wallstrom or Gauthier, who's got the Lou nod at the moment? It's Gauthier. I don't think he thinks anything of Wallstrom. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Jeremy Ford Grump. What's with Robin Salo's play of late? One goal, seven assists, plus five in the last four games. What's the difference between Salo and Ajo? Uh, I think that. Salo is a better player than Aho. But, you know, Aho, maybe he's not as consistent as Aho has been. To me, Aho is a number seven defenseman. That's what he is. Salo has the, uh, has the ability to be better than that. But after the first four games last year, I don't think they give two shits about him either. Never give it another shot. I don't understand that. He was the prized defenseman, what, a year offseason a year ago he was the guy plays four games then gets that whatever happens over in finland all of a sudden they just no interest in him whatsoever no nothing happened in finland um are you talking about the comments that he made about the organization about bridgeport that you make because oh, remember yeah, Sebastian right. Aho was the one who caught Aho, with the deal Aho, right. Aho, right. but yeah I, we we like when they were very specific on he blew a 0.1 and, and with a BCA, so, you know, just being very clear about that, even though he got a DUI there in Sweden, he had a 0.1. You knew that they had plans for him. I thought the only reason they gave Robin Sallow any sort of run was as a punishment to Sebastian Ajo for, for, for having a DUI over the summer. They gave him a four-game saying, yeah, we're not going to play you. Um, you know, learn your lesson. And then Robin Sallow was sent back to where they always envisioned him, which was going to Bridgeport. Now, was he given a fair shake and a fair run? I don't think so, but that's this organization. They do that with some players. 
I guess I just if you don't want the guy for whatever reason because he breaks your whatever rules, trade him. Trade him while he has value. They you see it over and my fact I even forgotten. Thank you, Jeremy, because I'd forgotten about Sallow. He's been in the doghouse for so long. I forgot about him. When I watched him play, well, he was their best defenseman at Bridgeport. That much I can tell you. By far the best defenseman in Bridgeport. And I just, I mean, I don't, they just, when they don't like you or you do something they don't like, they're going to let you rot on the vine till your career's over and then they'll cut you loose. Gungun says, Grumpy, in the history of the show, did you ever take a PP break? Yeah, he has. I think once. Done it more than once, but it's not as frequent as once. I do it. Once. Lies. Pony Boy Curtis. Pony Boy says, like Grump, just admit that maybe I'm your take or projection of Holmes from this year was a little far off from being accurate. He looks like he has some poison promise. I don't think much. I just, I, you know what? He's you can you can replace him tomorrow. If he got injured, somebody else would slide in, and you'd notice no difference. That's all. I, that's all I'll say. I there do is agree. No he is between him and all the other third and fourth line Jags on our team, nothing. I agree that he's replaceable. That being said, a lot of bottom six guys are replaceable, right? Like if Zach Parise came in and they said, we have to replace Simon Holmstrom, I probably would take Zach Parise perhaps over Simon Holmstrom at this point. And I don't think a lot of, right. if they were forced to say, you have to, and like in this scenario, you have in order to bring Zach Parise back, Simon Holstrom has to sit. Would you do that? I'd say yes. Absolutely. If you're trying to make a playoff push, I think Zach Parise brings more to the table than Simon Holmstrom. I'm not saying Simon Holmstrom won't be. I think he's a future bottom six guy, but like I, he's okay. Here's the thing: he's not what we originally thought, where he would be a guy who is in and out of the lineup and doesn't deserve to have a spot. I think he does deserve to have a spot. Right, he's earned his spot. He deserves to have a spot. Now he's been given every opportunity and then some to be placed in that spot, and some people have not been afforded that opportunity. So, you know that that I, I agree. Like the the treatment of it sometimes is not fair, but uh, that's professional sports sometimes. I your analogy was great. At thirty eight years old, I would take Zach Parise over Simon Holmstrom every day of the week. Parise could play power play. He absolutely could play penalty kill. You know what he you know what he does on the penalty kill? He stays in position. You don't see him trying to fly the zone, trying to get a breakaway. You don't see him do that. He knows what his job is. His job is to kill a penalty. Okay. The Islanders penalty kill is what? 31st in the league. It wasn't that when Parise was out there. That's all I'm gonna say. Um Ryan Richards says, What's up, guys? Yeah. I didn't Ryan Richards. Um Islanders are moving the puck well. Uh, they're moving the puck good. I, you know, yeah, my God. This game has just been a, a just bleh, boring. Bleh. Is X still starring comments, by the by? No idea. Okay. Um, the Belmont Bully, says Ryan Richards. Um, and then Rogue Gamer Grump. Shannon and then Butch buys her martinis, martinis and she eats hamburgers with me. I don't know what that is. Uh, Shannon and then Butch. Oh, Shannon and then Butch buys her martini. Uh, what? X, we need the context before that comment. John Smith says, I kind of think uh, if you're live streaming during the game, you should probably talk about the game. Grumpy is right again. I Otherwise, disagree. it's not a live stream. It's just a regular show. 
It's just a regular show. Regular show with the show going on in the background, the game going on in the background. That's fine with me. Yeah, are you entertained by tonight's game? This is that a game. Don't, then don't say it's a live stream of the game. Just say it's a regular show. Would that I make think, you happier? Are, are people, you upset because you're not able to watch your little I football game? I think there are people who actually like to talk. Shit, I could just put on the Kansas City Dolphin game and watch that then. I know that's I mean, why you're upset. Want to talk about you know the that's Islanders why you're game. upset because you want to be watching that game I, as we're talking Islanders. Honestly, here's the thing: I think people honestly want to hear something about the when you're doing a live stream of a game. They like to hear about the live stream of, of, of the game. They like to talk about the game, not TJ just you know just having a regular show when the game is on. It means nothing, nothing, less than nothing. You know what I got to say nothing. about that? Here's TJ. Nothing, TJ. Nothing. John Smith says, oh, we already read, already read that, you fucking bastard. I'll read it again because it makes me look good. JP says, yeah, I know honestly, honestly I like the updates. Butch Goring is too legit to pimp himself out online for the low-life efforts. I agree. He should. It's a bad move for Butch. Just just move on. Don't talk to Bitchinette. Just don't do it. So but don't I don't care if you talk to Bitchinette. Quit. It's not about Bitchinette. It's about the low, everybody else, too, okay. out there. But here's the thing. Bitchinette sucked him in. Here's the thing. He's a four-time Stanley Cup winner. Bitchinette. Correct. He's like freaking Simon Holmstrom when he was playing. The same thing. Useless. Butch Goring is a four-time Stanley Cup winner who has a job as a professional telecaster working for the New York Islanders and NHL hockey team. Well, there's 32 NHL hockey teams, and you're one of the telecasters who work for these 32 teams where you've been doing that for years. You also are in like you're, you're one of the well, – Maybe not on the Mount Rushmore of Islanders, but pretty damn close to it. You don't need to be mixing it up and, and shit-talking random anonymous Twitter users. Just come on. Um, Rob G, Grumpy Old Man, he says, let's go Islanders! Frank Grumpy. Why Aho? Yes, someone earlier mentioned Aho, who is given more time, who, who if given more time would develop, but Balduke is better than Mayfield now. Why isn't he playing? Because you paid him because you gave him three and a half million dollars for years, three hundred my gosh, three point five million dollars a year for seven years. That's why. That's why you don't pay guys in their 30s. You don't give them seven year extensions because now you're indebted to play them. It's just so dumb. It's just, and the old man makes the same stupid mistake over and over and over again. Gungu says, what, what a difference between how this Predators goalie is playing, UC Soros is playing, to the lukewarm goalies the Islanders have faced over the past few weeks. Absolutely. It's the difference in this game. They have Soros is playing because Soros is a good goalie. Sorokin's a good goalie. 0-0. Zero, zero. If we were playing their backup, we'd be up 2-3-0. And everybody would be saying, Islanders are great. great. Everything is fantastic. But yeah. this, this shows you where it's like we are so fortunate to have Sorokin, anybody who like you could see the difference. It's a night and day difference when we play guys like Soros and we play shitty goaltenders like like um oh, man Hunter Shepard <laughs> for for the Washington Capitals, or we play other no name goalies who play zero NHL games and have just been called up. When we play the Applebee's of the league, there's a big difference. We're very fortunate yep. to have two very competent goalies, and you're right. If we're playing a shitty goalie, I think we're up maybe two goals, and we're like, hey, their telecast is all – everybody's all fantastic and happy. Rogue Gamer says here, George Soros made a couple of saves. 
Did eight hear that right? Did I hear that right? Oh. Well. I don't think I said George Soros, did I? I don't know. Maybe. John Smith. TJ yelling at Grump all night about watching the game is all the entertainment I need. You just can't multitask. That's the problem I have, Grump. You can't oh, multitask. You're so stupid. <laughs> You're so stupid. It's scary. You do not multitask well, Grump. The older you're getting, the more it's more it's noticeable, Grump. You don't multitask. I watch the game and talk about the game. No, you That's watch the I game. You it's a live stream. And you talk about it. It's a live <laughs> stream. I like it. And I saw a lot of times I listen to you prattle on about some ridiculous point, and we're like three or four minutes back from the point I wanted to make. I mean, you know, you got to be smarter. Sorry. You're supposedly watching the game too. I am I am watching the game. But guess what? Why don't you comment like, on the game? Has this game been entertaining? It doesn't matter. Why don't you comment on it? I am commenting about the game. Grumpy, first period, I thought we were the better team. Second period was like, oh shit. What, oh what am I watching? What are you, what are you waiting on? I'm commenting next. on the game right now, Grump. Next. Next. Yeah, the game it's not don't, on now. Don't snap at me, Grump. Don't snap at me. You see it? Don't snap at me. You like that one, Grumpy? Yeah, he go Frank Grumpy. TJ, I had an old friend who passed years ago. He had a great saying. One was stop being stupid, stupid. Yes, TJ. It's a watch along. LOL. <sighs> TJ hates that Grumpy can watch a hockey game in peace. It's true. What I hate is that he just can't multitask. That's the problem I've got. Ah. <laughs> Brainer 95.4 says, Holmstrom not only isn't Mike Bossy, he isn't Josh Bailey. It's true. Bailey was actually better than him. Yeah. I think here's yeah, absolutely. I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Not yet. Not yet. Really? It's he's early. on like, the fucking third liner. No. I think look at Bailey's numbers. Look at Bailey's numbers compared to this piece of shit. I know. There is no comparison. There is no comparison. That's why he's Bailey 2.0. He's not even as good as the original. And it pains me to say that. There you go. Jesus Christ, Frank. Frank says TJ hated that Grumpy could do more than one thing at the same time. Rogue, LOL. They, they must be. They must be fucking with you right now, Grumpy, because you do no, they're not multitask. They're well. not. They're not. They're not. Oh, here you go, Grumpy. Brainer954 says, Hey, Grumpy, if Marino played in San Francisco, we've got multiple. Okay, he didn't. Montana in Miami would have had zero. Okay. Montana was more clutch than Marino. Sorry. Those are just facts. Sorry. And I'm not saying Marino was a shitty quarterback. He was tremendously gifted. Just didn't win anything. Just not capable of it. Gamer says, Grumpy, a different era. I'm not a Dolphins fan, but Reggie White, LT, etc., would have killed Brady. You can't touch quarterbacks okay. now. You realize when Brady first started in the league, that he was getting lit up. That's that has actually stopped that's like the what the last six seven eight years I'd say almost the last like five years to decade that's been kind of the where now you can't even look at the quarterback that was not that's not the way it was when brady came into the league that's the new law of the land you can't go ahead and take qbs and uh but it wasn't always like that that's right mm, was not frank says yo preds they keep hitting bars all hard all the time Time to pay. Time the time for them to pay back. Oh, Matt Martin, please report for duty. Yeah, I I'm not even sure how much Matty Martz has got left in the tank. Nothing. He's got nothing left in the tank. All right, I won't say nothing. He's got a shift a month. 
One hard shift a month. For- uh, no, I don't even want to say that. There are games where you'll see the fourth line have three or four good shifts in a row, and then they go back into a coma for weeks at a time. Fourth line's done. But here's the thing. We've got a whole raft of fourth line players. You could dump all of them off and fill anybody else in those roles. Anybody. Freedom mm-hmm. Front Venture says if the Islanders cannot begin retooling this year, they can't really add. Exactly. Lee is fading fast. True. Others will. And uh, and there are the underachieving players like Engvall. See, I disagree with that. Lou always takes the path of least resistance. He's not underachieving. He is what he is. He's the player he's always been. There's nothing different between Pierre and Engvall now and what he did in Toronto. Nothing. Just to- saying he had, he had a good 15 games in a contract year for the Islanders at the end of the year. Okay. Look at the full – and that's the one thing Lamarillo doesn't do. He doesn't look at the full body of work. He'll look at the snapshot and determine, oh, okay, well, this is what he's going to be because that's the snapshot. No, it's not the case. Just not the case. And there's plenty – there's a long track record for Engvall, for Pajot, for Palmieri. These old guys have long track records. Even Horvat, who's performing extremely well. Horvat was the- never a first-line player for Vancouver. He was second-liner. Here he's a first-liner, and he's doing well with Barzell. But on a good team, he's not a first-line player. Give you an update on the item we were talking about earlier. Oliver Wallstrom, right? He's the only Islander who's not in double-digit shifts yet tonight, and he's got the least minutes of ice time. It's funny. Matty Martins goes ahead and takes a penalty. (laughs) He gets more ice time still than Oliver Wallstrom. Yeah, Oliver Wallstrom, least amount of ice time out there on the ice tonight. Uh, You know. Hard to like we talk about setting players up for success. They've not done that with Oliver Wallstrom. True. Frank Grumpy. Yep. Players know how to earn penalties. That was weak. Ref's got to be able to see he was taking a dive. Okay. Don't complain about it, Frank, because Parise and Palmieri and Lee and Barzell, they're all real good at doing that too. That's why I don't complain about the penalties much because. We do it all the time as a veteran-laden team. That's what we do all the time. All the time. Yes. So don't complain when one goes against your way. Tim J says, we We should trade Wallstrom. If we are not going to play him, package him with Varley for at least a second-line player. Varley has no trade clause. Um, We do have first-round pick, though. Yeah, Varley's not going anywhere. He has a full no-trade clause. Um, And who will trade for him now? with the injury and Oliver Wallstrom does it. I mean, like he, Oh, zero points. Oliver Wallstrom is going to go out on a limb and say, he'll have zero points tonight. He'll play 10 minutes of ice time. You know, it's sporadically. He'll be benched for time periods of 10 plus minutes at a time. Hard to get, you know, consistent play going hard to get your groove going. And he has no value. Absolutely zero value. We've killed any sort of intrinsic value. He has. Rogue Gamer says, Bo Jackson, best athlete ever. Very possible. Very possible. Fashing is on the second line tonight. Think so, Orzel is playing the third line, right? Is yes. he playing third? Okay. You notice the first line's done nothing tonight. Nothing. Second line, every once in a while in the zone. Third line, well, they're too busy checking. Who the hell knows why? I just, whatever. 
Goon Goon Grump. Goon Goon says, has Romanoff been playing better as of late? I mean, he hasn't seemed to commit as many game-altering blunders as he did last year and earlier this season. Um, I will say, since he's less noticeable, that yes, he's better. Because I usually only notice him when he's doing dumb shit. Um, I think like in games like this, right, he's not noticeable in a good way or a bad way, which is nice. But uh, it's from him, I just, what I want to see is consistent play. I want to see him be level-headed. And the less I notice him absolutely grumpy, the better things are. But uh, to, to mention, yes, Oliver Wallstrom's on the first line with Lee and Horvat is who he's paired up with. Don't ask me how. He's got the least amount. He's only got nine shifts. To, he has nine shifts of ice time tonight and seven minutes of action. The least amount of ice time out of any Islander out there if he's playing on the first line. I don't and understand. Third period underway, and Romanoff just fucking ices the puck. I'm just like, dude, what the hell are you doing? He's back up to those great Romanoff plays. Romanoff's goals against the Toronto Maple Leafs was a hell of a shot. I didn't you see thoughts it. on that goal, Grump? You didn't I see didn't it? see it. I did not see the whole Toronto game. I just got you. Okay, I'll pull that up. Figure, Grump. I think we were podcasting at that time. We, no, the game was over by the time period we started our other podcast. But I'll pull I, didn't, it I, didn't, I didn't see it. Gugu says, if the Islanders managed to win tonight, what does it all mean in the grand scheme of things? Nothing. 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 I think a, I, I, even if they lose, I mean, they. I think if we lose, it means a lot more than if we win. I don't think it. I mean, we lose. We tend to lose to Nashville a lot. Um, I don't know. Nashville okay. putting a lot well, of pressure on the start here in the third period, though. Do you want to look at that Romanoff goal? Sure. Okay. On the way in. Off the stick of Alex Romano. Romano, rink wide for Barzell. He surveys. Drops for Romano. Speeding in. He scores! On the way. Couldn't see it. You can't see it. It's going too fast. It skipped. It skipped. Okay, I'll put it in slow-mo for you, Grumpy. It's a nice little play all the way around, right? Romanoff goes ahead and feeds the puck here to Maddie B. Maddie B goes ahead once once it's now. Nylander loses stick. Nylander loses his stick. It's his Bertuzzi playing without the stick, my friend. Not Nylander. But Bertuzzi's without the stick in no man's land doing nothing. Um, and my God, like look at his ass. He does absolutely nothing here. You just can't you've gotten a situation where whoop. It's like a practice shot. And he buries that shit. Whoop, bang, top shelf, hell of a wrister. That's one we're looking back on at Toronto's like, shit, we should have done a little bit better defensively. Every, what <laughs> but, did everyone do? They all went to Barzell. They went to Barzell and they let him walk in. That's what they did. Mm. They went after the, the, the player on the team who has the most ability and they let the lesser player just walk in. It was bad defense by Toronto. Somebody needed yep. to pick him up. And it all started because... Bertuzzi does not have a stick. There's nothing he can do. Look at him. Look at him. No one even goes he after him. He doesn't do anything. He's just standing still. Bertuzzi yep. doesn't move at all. Yep. 
And I mean, like that, that's a terrible sequence by him. And that's a hell. I mean, like, here's the thing. Romanoff gets himself in a good spot. He fucking buries this. And I like to see that he buries that shit top shelf. There's no way in hell Martin Jones has a chance of stopping that puck. That's a great shot by him. A good job by Romanoff there. So it's it's that's one where it's more of, I think, on the defensive Toronto than anything else. Reminds you of some of those Scott Mayfield shots. Yes, it does. Of yesteryear. JP Grumpy says, holy cow, is Nathan McKinnon good? He absolutely is. John Smith Grump. Nuts five. Uh, five Nucks and four Leafs to the All-Star game. What's the deal with that? I thought every team had to have a player. You can then you got the vote in, Scrum. Oh, oh man! I tell you what, Nashville putting pressure on here. Uh, Sorokin was caught out of position to just a bad pass. Honestly. So yeah, to answer to answer your your question, or to, or at least what's the deal with that? I think the Canucks make sense. The Leafs does not. I think the Leafs is like, right, Austin Matthews has to be it, but they get a lot of the people the fan vote, right? Like, here's the thing. Prop, are we going to see um, Are we gonna see Noah Dobson in the All-Star game? Probably not. Same thing with Bo Horvat. Probably not. Um, so Dobson, Dobson should make it before Horvat. I agree with that. But, like, they do it, like, all based off of fan vote. And for, like, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of that. Uh, check out his goal, JP says, say, with Nathan McKinnon. I, I, uh, I don't have a problem. I mean, the All-Star game is a fan's game. It should be the players the fans want to see. It's It means nothing. It's a fan's game. Okay. Um, freedom Fun Adventure, Grumpy. You know, Grumpy, the game was before my time, but just to confirm, both professional teams played on the same field. Great generals picked the ground they fight on. Okay. You're wrong. Sorry. TJ playing the cheating Pat snowplow. That was absolutely, I mean, they had the guy come out and of course, you know, Shula being the, the being a little whiny little bitch that he always was. He could put, Oh, this guy was, you know, he was a prisoner who came out and he ran the snowblower and he did. Okay. But here's the thing. He was out of prison at that time. And yes, now you can't do that anymore. You know what? That was a three nothing game. What are you talking about? This is ridiculous. I don't know the lore of this. You're going to have to give me he's more talking information. About, he's talking about uh, the Jets and the Dolphins. You do, you always cover the field. Always. Always. Mm. Fields are always covered until, you know, before game time, day of game. He, it was a monsoon and he didn't cover the field overnight. And it was it was a freaking mud bowl. Pull it up, TJ. You can look and just see how he's got the McKinnon goal. Do you want to see the McKinnon goal first? Real sure. quick. Sure. Just keeping on topic here. Um, here's the McKinnon goal to make this four to three against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, let's put that here. I'll put it in slow-mo. So hopefully it doesn't skip for you. If I'm having internet issues or you are, we'll make sure hopefully it doesn't have an issue. I mean, he's great with the puck. That's when the goalie wants back. <laughs> Martin Jones, yeah, he wants that one back. Yeah, Martin Jones sucks. Now, he's I will ask you this. Where, where is the rest of Toronto's defense? I don't see penalty kill here, so I assume this is five on five. 
you've got four Colorado guys before you've got four Toronto Maple Leafs, and whoop, he pots it in the back of the net. Yeah, well, because it was the they didn't they pick off the pass at center ice coming in. I mean, that's their first line going out there. No, they okay. just they've got the puck. Okay, it's three no, on two, coming, three on two coming into the zone. Three on two. We should see our Toronto forwards hustling back, is what we should see here in this frame. But we've got yeah, we don't. We don't know what happened before. That's correct. That's correct. I just said that. I don't know if it's on a penalty kill. I assume it's not, but it's like your late trailer here, that's, Matthews, probably wants to that, get there. That goal's on the goalie. That's on the goalie. He just stands there, wrist shot, just gets beat. Just no. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, he did a nice move. The defenseman was scrambling, and he just you know slammed on the brakes. That's it. Nobody else coming to him. It's not to, that's not to say he's not a great player. He absolutely is. Top, I mean, top five player in the league. Any way you look at it, right? Frank, grumpy old man. Are you going to pull up the Jets Dolphins game in that field? Did Did you want? We could do it today. I didn't know if you want to do that tomorrow on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. Seeing that this is an hour podcast, but we could do that today. I don't care. I don't care either one. Um, and right now the shots are eighteen to seventeen. So seven uh, zero. Shot, I was seven zero, I think, shots on goal, third period for Nashville. Um, Frank says, you're spot on, grumpy old man. Mayfield's contract reminds me of that bum on the Yankees with the fake eyebrows. I don't know who he's talking about, but there's a lot of underperforming Yankees with extent. Maybe he's talking about Stanton, Rondon. There's so many bad contracts that Cashman has signed over the years. It's a snowplow game in 1982. Is that the one you're talking about? It's a snowplow game. The you can put the snowplow game in there too if you want. It's no. a short clip. It's the Jets and the Dolphins game in the AFC Championship. I think it was 1980, 1980 maybe. Something along that time frame. It was in 1982? Maybe in 1982. Okay. Uh, well, this, what am I supposed to be looking for on this? Just the field conditions. Anytime. AJ Dewey interception for a touch. Look at the field. That's all you need to do is look at the field conditions. Tell me, tell me NFL, tell me the NFL uh likes fields like that. Um, you could definitely see it looks like it's a little muddy. Um, yeah, that's probably the nice way I'll put it. it looks a little little bit like there's some mud on the field. Uh let me turn off the volume so we don't have to worry about hearing this. Let's take a look here. Yeah, this is just a, a muddy game to where the field looks like it's beaten to shit. My, yeah, you could definitely tell where the field is not destroyed, but yeah, it's it's the field is, looks like it's absolute shit. Ooh, nice play by Pellick. You wanted me to pull this up. Is there anything you wanted to comment on it, Grump? Yeah. The, the old man didn't cover the field. And Walt Michaels lost his freaking mind. He was head coach of the Jets. Absolutely lost his mind. They were so the Jets were so much better than Miami that year. So th that was the equalizer. Turn the field instead. When you got a, a team that likes a fast track, what do you do? You muddy up the field. That's what he did. But you know what? Well, don't worry. worry. The Dolphins have paid for it for the next, I don't know, 30 years because with their play. So it finds a way to make itself all even grumpy. Let's again. say 41 years. And after tonight, it'll be 42. <laughs> Oh, man, man. Here you go. Freedom Fund Adventure Grump. If the Anders cannot begin retooling this year, we already read this one. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Maybe extra Scott. Okay. Uh, Green says, I'm taking more comfortable in his own skin this season. I think he's he couldn't be worse than he was last year. And a lot of these guys, it takes a while until they get their feet under them. I mean, it's a, you have to be able to just be glib with comments, uh, be able – just can't be stiff. That's the biggest thing. Got to be yourself. Stay to survival, Grumpy. Grumps, you remember a couple of podcasts ago you mentioned the, the name Cutter was dumb. His real name is Will. William Cutter is just his nickname. Okay. Cutter Gauthier we're talking about. Um, he requested Cutter to be used because he thought it would improve his career. I don't know if this sounds made up, but I'm not sure. <laughs> this has to be okay. made Do up. Do you remember a William uh, What that? William Gauthier or Cutter Gauthier? It's absolutely Cutter. I've never heard of this, his name being William Gauthier. I'm telling you, the game has started to open up a little bit, which is nice to see. <laughs> well, shots are 18-18, so the Islanders not doing much in the third period. This is a common refrain. 19-18 shots on goal for the Predators. Um, you're right, the game has opened up a little bit. Oh my! That's God. what I want to see. Great. I'm happy the game's starting to open up a bit. Oh, my goodness. Come on, hustle back. All right, we got two guys. We got a guy back. Nice save by Sorokin. Nice hustle. Let me give Andrews Lee a little bit of credit hustling back there. Give him a little bit of credit. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Because he makes it to where it's it's a more impeded upon two on one. Absolutely. Instead of it being a two on one, he makes he forces that shot. Hell of a job by Anders Lee, right? Fighting, fighting out there on the ice. I like to see that. Now, here's the thing. Just like we'd mentioned, it's going to be a zero zero game that goes to shootout. And, you know, if we lose, people are going to be like, we got a point, guys. This is okay. Everything is good. But tonight is another game where I'm like, we, we're struggling to beat the Nashville Predators? Question mark? I, right, I, I think they're actually in position for a playoff spot right now. But wow, you, it's, yeah. it, it's, like, it's like the Flyers uh, being in playoff contention. Same thing. Well, I think the Flyers have more of a legitimate shot to make the postseason than you do, and I've been saying that all year long. When do we start entertaining the Flyers as a real team that can make the postseason? You refuse to. Maybe a game 81 or 82, you'll start having that conversation. But as I've mentioned multiple times on the show, and I'll mention again now, I guess we could start adding this to the list of the times that I'm mentioning this. John Tortorella teams sometimes well overperform the, the, the actual parts and pieces they have. And I'm wondering if this is one of the years that his team outperforms the pieces that they have and they're able to make the postseason. It would not shock me. Freddie Von Adventure says, God loved Joe Montana. Montana would toss it up. It would go on circles and somehow find a wide receiver. Marino would have won, but Shula got tenderhearted and wouldn't fire defensive coordinator Oliver Daddy. Okay. No. Oh, fuck. I, I, I ain't having to explain all these things to people on this podcast when it should be on the other show. Shula <laughs> was the reason why they never won. It wasn't that he didn't fire the defensive coordinator. It was the fact that they had the quick score offense and the defense was out there all game. He never did enough to improve the defense. That was all the way through. They were the high-flying throw the ball down the field. The 49ers used the short passing game, the West Coast offense from Bill Walsh, and just nickel and dime down the field. It wasn't all just throwing the ball up. It wasn't. He utilized John Taylor. Think about you had John Taylor, Jerry Rice. He had Roger Craig in the backfield. He had Tom Rathman. He had Earl Cooper at one point in time. 
they knew what they would they knew what they were doing the 49ers they were the first team using the west coast offense that's why they were so good i mean that's like today's 49er offense where any quarterback can come in and be successful even noodles is successful to a certain level with using that 49er offense with the Miami Dolphins. Elvis Gerback looked good playing for the 49ers. It just, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, and here's the thing. Marino was not good in big games. Absolutely not. When David Overstreet died, that hurt Miami because he was a really good running back from Oklahoma and he showed it playing in his limited time in Miami. They they never had a running game. It was always passing game. The Dupers, uh the the Clay, the Marks, Duper and Clayton. That's what it was. I mean, he was throwing for 4700 yards when nobody else was even touching four. I mean, he was good. They were not good in big moments. Period. Just one. JP says, uh woo woo. Islanders Pred 0-0. Soccer on ice, more fun than a frog in a glass of milk. Frida Buncher says, if the Islanders trade for Zegras, I want Johnston included in the return package. Martin is beyond done. He's not coming back here. That's that's not happening. I mean, what do you what do we have to offer Anaheim that they would take? I think that's the biggest thing. What does what do we have that Anaheim wants? that we can afford to give up. That's the biggest issue. I don't think we're a match for them. He's a young, talented player. What do they want? Old, shitty ones? I don't think that works. State Survival says, Wallstrom does not hustle. He's either out of shape or a naturally lazy, slow guy after a play. He takes forever to reset and get back into the play. Well, when you don't play, I don't know what you can expect from him. Are you trying to say Anders Lee? Hustles back on every play. He does not. Is Andrews? I mean, you look at when he's given some actual playing time. He's okay, and he hustles back. I just I don't know what you're looking for. He's a scorer. He's a guy who's a natural goal scorer. Should be on the first line. Uh, putting him with Lee and Horvat, that line's invisible. There's no one to create on that line. No one. That's why it's a problem tonight. Frank from Empire State says Martin got in a fight the other night and he's had some great shots on net. He plays fired up after he sits a few games. Well, he's been sitting like 15 games in a row, so he should come in fired up. John Smith says Romanov is not headhunting anymore, so he's not noticeably out of position all the time anymore. They neutered him. No more big hits. Well, you know what? Good. Because when he's busy trying to run somebody, it leaves his partner out to hang to hang him out to dry. He's always like that. I mean, and he still does it periodically, but it's been less noticeable the last 10 games or so. Maybe the fact that he's playing with Noah Dobson makes him look better too. Mr. Mead says, the game, you guys, we want to hear you talk about the game. That's what I say too. Uh, right now, they're showing a third period comparison, the first 35 games. The Predators have only scored 23 games in the third period. The last seven, 13. Well, uh, they have zero in tonight's game. And you're looking at a couple of fans here, and they look like they've been drugged. That's what happens when you play for the Nashville Predators and that boring style. It's just it's not fun to watch. Just not. Um, uh, Rogue Gamer says all-star games are transgender now. I think Bo Horvat 
would have would have to have surgery, I think. I don't know about that. Um, Rogue Gamer also adds, he's a couple from Rogue Gamer, quite a few. But Horvat should fake an injury to get surgery earlier for next year on Peacock. Grumpy's still mad when Marino faked, spiked, and beat the Jets. Um, nope, that's you got it. That was that was a, a smart play. And it's one of the Jet lowlights in their history. Um and we're talking about the thoughts on Marino's fake spike. Just touched on it. Gungu says, did Shula's sneaky tarp ma uh, maneuver cost Walt Michaels a job? It helped. It absolutely did. That's what got you the Joe Walton era. How'd that turn out? Are you um, still talking freaking football, Grump? Gungun says, does that make Shula a slob? No. I just think that, you know, for a lot of People think that, you know, he's sainted this. There was no difference between him and every other freaking coach. They're all looking for every advantage to win, period. Um, Carlos says, feel bad for Wallstrom. I think he has so much potential, should play every day. Hope he doesn't end up like Ho saying. He'll be moved. I think he'll be moved. Why would they keep him, honestly? Um, Frank from Empire State says, Wally has moves and incredible shot, which makes up for his not great skating. Yeah, he's he's not a great skater, but you want to know what? He's not a he will he he's he's a guy who shoots a puck. He's a goal scorer. That's what he is. We have a lot of guys on this team that are not great skaters, but they managed to find ice time. Oh man, Soros with a big save there on Clutterbuck and kind of double clutched it a little bit. Dobson scores. Dobson scores. Pajot scores. Oh, okay. He must have deflected from Dobson's shot. And that's the game. Yep. The Islanders win one nothing. So Soros has played great today, but uh, again, Dobson putting it uh, in a spot for to be deflected by uh, by Pajot. Uh, let's see. Yes, yep. beautiful. Deflects it in. Beautiful, beautiful. So again, Dobson with another point, another assist, another primary assist here. Nice deflection there by Pajot, and that's the game. Look like there a slap, look like a slap pass from Dobson too. Yep. It's a great he job. I'm telling you, Noah Dobson. Why we scored tonight? One reason. Noah, Noah Dobson. Dobson. Yep. That's it. The only reason we've got any points on the board here tonight. And Soros has looked really, really good today. Nothing you can it, do about that. I mean, honestly, does I don't see anything from Nashville that leads me to believe that they can score goals. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They suck. They're one of the worst offensive teams in the league, at least based on what I'm seeing. And it's not like they haven't had opportunities. They're just not talented. Sorry. I just am like, man, I would love. Now, Noah Dobson is now assisted on five straight Islander goals. <laughs> he assisted on all four goals against the Toronto Maple Leafs and then tonight's goal. Well, he's the, I mean, he's the guy. Uh, he's our best defenseman by far. It's but, really close. It's I'm not. telling you, it's he's he's the only reason our teams have. Without him, I don't even want to know what what the what things would look like for this team. Now, I expect Nashville to start dialing up pressure. I'm not expecting them to score. I think this game is over. This is a one nothing win for the New York Islanders over the Nashville Predators. Is the way I would classify this as. So um, they've looked good. The Islanders here. I mean, they were getting some pressure on them. They go ahead and execute when they need to. It's been a boring game to this point, but I, I'd say buckle in. I'd expect there would be a lot of action. Uh, Honestly, Nashville has dominated, predominantly dominated the third period. 
except for that brief little that brief little stretch. Yep. And that's the goal for us. There you go. And this is why we're not good enough to beat good teams. This game is the reason why we're not good enough to beat good teams. Yep. Just, and- I mean, because you're not going to beat a good team by showing up for two minutes in a third period. You're just not. <laughs> just not. Get ready to white knuckle it for the last seven minutes of tonight's game because that is what I expect I, us to do. I just don't think they're very good. We're going to load five guys within about a five foot radius of the net or maybe a 10 foot radius of the net, hoping and praying that we block every shot opportunity. What we're going to do here is we're going to play turtle shell hockey for the last seven minutes and we're just going to line everybody in front of the net, hoping to block shots. It looks like they're uh, doubling up. Dobson. He's playing with Romanoff and with Pellick now. <laughs> well, you know what? got to play your best. Do it. Now it was a turnover. Um, but Dobson, nice job once again. Just smooth. He just smooth defensively. Yeah. Trip. Ah, and the Preds are going back to the power play. Jeez. Paul Mary. Christ. Paul Mary. It was. Got, you know what? Here's the thing. What did Palmieri stop doing? Stop moving his feet. Stop moving his feet. Reached in with the stick, and the guy made a nice move, cutting the other side. That's that. Here's the thing. If we didn't go and just sit everybody back and lay everybody back and and just say, "Oh, gotcha," we just want to block every shot that comes our way. We wouldn't be in this spot. But you're you're absolutely right. It's a trip that he commits there on it. Now, here's the thing. The Predators haven't looked. The third period they've looked better, but they've looked awful tonight. They're horrible. They're horrible on the power play. They look like our power play from last year. Honestly, <laughs> horrible. I, I, they're horrible. Oh, <laughs> they're terrible on power play. I, matter of fact, I don't even know if they've had any shots <laughs> on the power play tonight. I mean, I know they've had numerous power play opportunities. They just keep throwing the puck. They keep throwing the puck out of their own zone. There's a save. Throw, there's there's at least one shot. He's smooth. He's smooth. He's in the groove, without a doubt. Now, Forsberg, Philip Forsberg is one of the only guys who scores for this team, and he usually scores in droves. But, like, you know, he it looks like he's the guy who puts the puck on that. That was a nice little glove save. And look at this. You yeah. have a guy from Nashville that's that's screening Sorokin, unimpeded, just allowing him to sit there and, and screen the goal. you got to make sure. Oh, broken stick for Nashville. Let's, that's, remember, when, that's Nashville. In, that's Nashville in a nutshell right there. Guy the takes stick. a slap shot, breaks his, his stick. The head Don't of the stick. The head of the stick looked like it went into the stand. It exploded. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man! Thomas Rudy says here Norris Dobson to the All Star ah, game. Nice, I like it. I do like that too. Um, yeah, my God! Look at this. He did, man. He fucking sent that other half of the stick flying. Oh my gosh! It's, so, it's the composite sticks. Yeah, you shoot it faster, but they. I mean, they've won. I can't tell how many faceoffs they've won now. Remember, that used to be the big thing. Oh, well, we care oh, about big save by again, another big save by Sorokin. Yeah, the, this team does not look threatening at all. At and all. they put they'll get some zone time. And like the, I was just listening when I walked away, I was listening to the the telecast there for the Preds. Are like, wow, wow, my wow. God, who the fuck is on the ice to get undressed Jesus like that? Christ. Jesus um, Christ, oh, Mayfield. Oh no, Mayfield, Romanoff, Romanoff, and Dobson were out there. I'm yeah, but Dobson was the only guy back. Romanoff, he walked past Romanoff. Man. That was that was a nice move, though. I mean, he walked past everybody. Oh, was that again? Was that they, they turned the puck over every single time that they 
That was that was Simon Holmstrom. That was Simon Holmstrom trying to go ahead and. Of course, that's what he does. That's <laughs> yeah, thank you, Simon, for proving my point. He's always looking to run the zone. It's just, dude, play your fucking position. Yeah, this. I mean, this game is. That's it. I mean, they they had a couple of opportunities and they couldn't. Soroka makes a couple of saves, but I mean, nothing threatening. Soroka's been big tonight. He's done a great job. And really, what's the difference in this game? Noah Dobson makes a great slap pass, and our goalie has been great. He's been really good in goal. I won't even say he's been great. He's been real smooth. He's done what he needed to do tonight. Uh, Why are there four guys behind the net for us? I just, oh my God, they just want to play with it. This team does not look threatening at all. Not at all. And this number 77. Are you fucking serious? Wow. With five seconds left on the power play, Nashville ties the game up. There's a little little floppy, the guy who just went down on the penalty. Is this a joke? I wonder if it was deflected. Oh, my God. I mean, look at the shots this period, though. Look at the shots. I think it was, wasn't it like 18 to 10 going into the period? And now it's 28 to to 23 like so it's like 18 to 5 we've been outshot this period oh, that's just a good God. shot it's a good shot right oh, yeah. over the shoulder and yeah yeah, Pe- yeah. pelic doesn't get out there oh my god i don't know look what at him, what's look at him just defeated it's just like what the, f- what the hell was pelic doing did that bounce off his stick or was he upset what the hell is that i don't know I still think the Islanders going to win. This game. I do too. I, I I think we win an overtime or shootout, and its game is going. I'm shocked the Predators score. Okay. I'll be honest with you, the Predators have been the better team in the third period, and it's not even been close, except for that like little two minute period where we scored. Two minute stretch, yeah. We've been not good. Is somebody okay? Who's missed? Why? Who's not having a stick? Is that that fucking piece of shit? Uh, oh, it's Aho. Aho, get to the bench. Get a stick. He started grabbing the Predators guy's stick and just started holding on to prevent him from shooting. He can't be down, <laughs> he can't be down low trying without to handle a the guy in front of the net without a stick. Somebody's oh. got to get him this. Get him a stick. You can't have him be down low. Nah. Oh, my God. Okay, there's interference. As Dob- it said, Dobson, don't, got away don't, with a little don't be dumb and there. take a penalty here. Please don't be stupid. Yeah. Three three minutes forty five seconds to go. Oh my god! I honestly thought the game was over. I thought the game was iced as well. This Nashville team has looked absolutely just miserable. Not, no, there's no threat. Oh, nice move by Horvat! Holy shit! Huge move by Horvat! What a save by Soros! What a fucking move by Horvat! My god, that finally, was beautiful. That was beautiful. Fi- finally, Barzell. On the, the top line. Wow, we put Maddie B back out there with Bo Horvat. You know what that means? We've benched we've benched Oliver Wallstrom. <laughs> we've benched Wallstrom. Like people are like Wallstrom didn't put up any points. Well, it's because they say we're gonna play you seven or ten shifts with Andersley and Bo Horvat, and uh then you're going on the bench. What a move by Horvat, what a save by Soros, and there's fucking Andersley. Andersley fucking sucks. I, you know, he's he blows. Glad he makes $7 million. How many more years? Three more after this? Ugh. Oh, How's that looking? <sighs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how many minutes Oliver Wallstrom's played in this this period. I say probably not many. Not much. 
Um, he's played 30 seconds of ice time this period. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's yeah, he's getting a shot to play. Yeah. 30 minutes. Think about it. We're 17 minutes into the third period, and he's played 30 cents of ice time. Um, has he been the problem? Has he been the issue tonight? No, he's not. But you never right? Like, uh, my gosh. He's played he's played seven minutes and forty one seconds of ice time. He's the only islander that's not in double digits or at least ten plus minutes of ice time. Think about that. Matt Martin has gotten more significantly ice time. more ice time. What, what, let me. Why is he on the first line if you're only going to give him seven minutes a night? What does that even make sense? It does, does, not. does that make any sense? And the first line has been invisible until Barzell's back on it. Trust me, it's not a mystery. Matt Barzal has been the biggest, like we knew what he could do, but this year he's taken his game to a whole different level. He's the only reason that line is successful. He's the only thing that drives that line. It's that simple. Oliver Wallstrom's had 11 shifts tonight. 11 shifts in seven minutes and 40 seconds. I'd like to just touch on a few of these comments. That have been yes, started let's look here. John No, you got it. the first one. It says, TJ, shut the fuck up and don't jinx the game. That's from Frank. Then John Smith, seven minutes, seven minutes left, TJ. Cool it with the game is over talk. Rogue Gamer says, the game isn't over. Frank says, <laughs> let's go Islanders. And then John says, not like we haven't blown 15 leads this year. LOL. Yeah, I'm just shocked. I really didn't think that I'm was surprised. even possible. I'm surprised also. I, that's Look at this. John Smith, grumpy. Minus one for DJ. I like that. <laughs> Oh no! This is all your fault, TJ. Just so you know. No, I have no bearing at all on what these professional athletes do. <laughs> but I will say, it's just like uh, I just I'm shocked by it. Shocked by it. Um, I'm I jinx natural pelvis. I do like how they show who's won the faceoff, and Brock Nelson's been really good on faceoffs until this pivotal, seven. this pivotal one, and uh, he loses that one. The uh, decisions. Who had been miserable all day? Mm. Six for 16. Okay, nice keep in by the Islanders. Oh, Engvall, you know he's going to lose the puck along the wall. He certainly did. Uh, Romanoff, nice pass over to Dobson. Pass deflected. Dobson gets it back again. Nice pickoff. There, I'll tell you what, though. You can tell they play the Barry Trot style. Yes. Just, just we're going to try to just get in the way, have active Chip stick. and chase, chip and chase. Hopefully the other team makes a mistake. Yep. Yeah, I, I didn't jinx it. It's this guy, Ryan Richard. Ryan Richard says he jinxed it, not me. I didn't jinx anything. Frank, grumpy old man. Yeah, TJ, you and your freaking big millennial mouth, you're <laughs> lucky you're not next to me. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, the, the Predators now are starting to dial up some pressure. Holy They've shit. been like this the whole period has been like this. I mean, it's period, starting man. to get more open. Even uh, more again, open. But see, they can't handle a puck. Pass right to him. He misses it. goes out of the zone. It's like you got to keep the puck in the zone, fella. TJ said negative, says Ro Gamer. No. <laughs> TJ's um, negative. JP says give Evangelist the credit. He picked this. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good shot by him. Give him credit. Grumpy, Grumpy will get us a win uh if TJ doesn't act trans. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> Dolphins hey. suck. This coach should get fired. Not the coach's fault. It's not the coach's fault. Yeah. It's a quarterback. You don't have a quarterback. Who blows? I mean, it's that simple. It's it's Tyreek left, Tyreek right, Tyreek up the middle all season long. And guess what? When it gets cold and you can't throw the ball more than like five yards downfield, you're not going to be able to do much. 
Um, overtime, right? A minute and 46 seconds left remaining in this game. It's opened up a lot. I feel like this is going overtime. We've got a lot of overtime wins and losses this year. A lot of our games go to overtime. Again, yes. as we'd mentioned, this could be detrimental if you're tied with any other teams because they look at regulation wins as a big one. So I just hate the fact that we're not getting a lot of wins in, in regulation. The Islanders only have 14 wins in regulations in 41 games. That's not good. About a fourth of our games come in regulation wins, and this will not be one that we add to the list. Frank. Mike says it was stupid of Lane to separate Matty B and Horvat. Yeah, I, I don't know why. The team would look so miserable without uh, on the prior. We were on a we lost four out of five games or something like that. It's the reason they're just trying to sh- change stuff up. Um, Thomas Rudy Grump. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say this Nashville team looks really like the old Islander teams where they just kind of pick it up. Hold on. End. Thomas Rudy. Nashville played last night? I don't know. Did they? No way. Did they? Oh, yeah. I think they did. Oh, my gosh. So we're playing good. another team on the second half to a back-to-back? I guess. I didn't know Nashville played last night. Hold on a second. I did not know they played last night. Um, Islanders yeah. just they played yesterday. They, they beat the Stars six to three. Um, wow. Okay. You know, Islanders just looking to make sure they get the one point. Just dump it in and Let's lay everybody back. That's it. Just dump it in. Playing the fourth line. Why the hell is the fourth line out here in the last minute of ever? I, oh, fuck. Thirty seconds left. Oh come Man. on, come on, Scott. Don't fuck with it behind the net. No. <laughs> oh, okay. oh we're getting away with a lot of interference and holding in front of the net. We are getting away with a lot. I mean, we're just sliding into okay, sliding in the press. What? Oh my god! Are you, are you kidding me? What? I'm, can't the lose. Season's over. What the? Fu- are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Again, but here's the thing. Just throwing yourself all over the ice instead of playing. Standing it, up and playing your fucking position instead of laying down trying to block a whole bunch of shit because you start getting in scramble in scramble mode. You've got to do better than that. Terrible loss. Terrible loss. Mayfield. Yeah. And then I it's mean, who else next? Anders Lee. Geez, Matt Martin. Did, Matt Martin and fucking Mayfield. Oh, deflection. And it's deflection goal off of uh oh Mayfield, Jesus, that breaks the stick. Yep. I bet here's the thing. I bet you the lead laminite's gonna blame Sorokin on that. Again, two guys just diving on the ice. Stay on your feet. Stay on your feet. How many how much did Riley play in the third period? I didn't look like you saw him much tonight. Mike Riley only played 14 minutes and 29 seconds of ice time. Noah Dobson still playing over 26 minutes a night. Or over 25 minutes a night. Who's who are the who's the defenseman? Was no out there at the end, or was it somebody else? Mayfield, my th- I don't know who else. I'll go back. Hold on a sec, Grump. I'll tell it's you who's bad, out there. It's a bad loss. Uh, it's a bad loss. Which is worse, that or the or the jersey or the jersey loss we had earlier on this year where we blew a lead in the in like with like less than 10 seconds left. Which which 10 second left this blown is, lead this is, is worse? worse because jersey's a better team. It was Pelic and Mayfield out there on the ice. What the fuck? I mean, you know what? I'm going to let you look at this. 
the two slowest i'll let you watch this real quick and let you watch it how pathetic this is let me try to put it in slow uh, i don't know how slow i can put it watch this grump here's here's it your your son x and their little boys are over here not being able to i gotta mute this conversation because they just won't stop blowing up my phone okay let me mute that conversation here so we can watch here, grump and here it is three to one that's good look at this by pellick first off right we're just look at this shit it's just a mad scramble trying to keep the puck out of the net just look at this doop 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 pellick on the ground mayfield on the ground now we got maddie martin on the ground lee on the ground that was lee wasn't it no matt martin Okay, out there in the last 40 seconds of a game, right? Did I not call it? You can't have the fourth line out there ever, ever, never freaking ever should they be on the ice ever. Jesus Christ, Pajdo centering the fourth line because we're without, we're without uh, Casey Sasekis now. I don't care, I don't care. Don't break up the lines, you got to have Barzell on the first line. I I, I, I'm I oh my god like in like leading up to this too it was just like you're right look at that we had just changed look at this we just went off for a change we just had new okay let's go for a little change here we just went to a change where you dump the puck we're just happy sitting back doop, 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 doop. we're just happy leaving everybody behind and they put pressure on and they were rewarded for it Look at this shit. Mayfield not able to clear the puck. That's My right. That he's God. playing with it. Screw, I even said it. Playing with it in the corner. The what he was hoping to do was hoping he could tie the puck up for the last few. Who is this? We, oh my God. Honestly, we got away with some. He didn't clear the puck. Matt really Martin. Hard. Matt Martin had the puck again, and he didn't clear it either. You had both Mayfield and Martin who had the puck who had the puck with less than thirty seconds and didn't clear the fucking zone. I. Wow. No. Wow. Terrible. terrible loss. Terrible loss. <sighs> terrible loss. Absolutely terrible loss. Yikes. Yikes. So that's the only thing I can say to that. Uh, Three to one loss to the National Predators, who I didn't even know until the third period played the night before. Usually, if you play the night before, you're kind of tired. You wouldn't expect them to turn up the pressure and the effort in the third period. I mean, they've they absolutely they outplayed out, us in the third period. In by the third period, time. absolutely. I mean, ugh. I thought we were the better team in the first period, but we didn't really do much to capitalize and show for it. In the second period, it was just a bleh affair. Third period, Predators took it to us. I thought when we scored that goal, I'm like, all right, gotcha. This game's in the bag. Game over. Yeah. I thought game was over. So did I. Did you guys see Mahomes' helmet crack? No. Well, it's cold. Here's Frank. Uh-oh. What were shots on goal by period? I'll, I'll pull up. I'll pull all that up. Grumpy, I'll let you, let's get through some comments here just to make sure we're current with the comments. And I'll pull up the, the team stats. Oh, my God, again, what the fuck? TJ, Grumpy, <laughs> teach your son what jinxing us now. Please, Grumpy, teach him. I, I just I don't believe I have any impact at all on what happens to these professional athletes who are playing 
hundreds of thousands of hundreds of miles away from me. <laughs> they played yesterday and had to fly back home. So they played an away game. Oh well, God. Dallas isn't too far away from Nashville, but still. Yeah. I'm partying this right. afternoon. Was that? Yeah. Fourth line out twice in the last two minutes. I, I, I don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it. Oh, man. I tell you. Matt F. and Martin. Bro, this one, this one's more mad. No one's more mad than me. Yeah. Grumpy. Frank is is thinking I've got I've got some sort of fault. See, it's your freaking fault. You said it 146. Your big freaking mouth said it was gonna, it's going on. I'm overtime. <laughs> I don't think I have any impact at all. As but we happened. played honestly with that score tied, we played to go to overtime. We got we got tentative, laid back. Let's just dump it. Doesn't matter. That's what happened. Oh no. That's what happened, right? In a nutshell, that's what it was. Where instead of being proactive, we went backwards. Terrible. Ryan Richards is blaming Josh Bailey. Um, yeah, I'm trying to pull up real quick so I could I could show you here. My gosh, I got a lot of Frank is upset. Uh, he's he's got a lot of um jinx, <laughs> jinx the team. It's Pat LaFontaine's fault, Grumpy. Wow. Um, John Smith. Lane lost this game. He certainly didn't help. I don't think he lost the game, uh, but because the players always, I do, I, I agree with Grumpy. The players lose the game. Lane didn't say, "Hey, Pelic, let's start sliding on the ice." Hey, Mayfield, let's slide on the ice. Hey, Matt Martz, let's go ahead and start diving around on the ice. He didn't. He that's not what they do in practice. I'm going to assume. But playing the fourth line out there twice in the last two minutes is absolutely on Lane Lambert. He determined managing the lines is absolutely what Lane Lambert does. And I thought that he did a poor job of that tonight and a poor job of that with two minutes, three minutes left to go. Terrible. Just hoping to get to overtime, hoping to get us to overtime. And you saw what happened. Matt Martin not being able to clear the, he had the puck, didn't clear it. Same thing with Scott Mayfield, had the puck. Play with it behind her own net. We got hemmed in her own zone. Right? Like Lane puts them out there on the ice. Lane doesn't make those mistakes, but Lane definitely puts and suits those players up out there. So I'm not giving Lane 100% fault. He should know not to play the fourth line out there as often as he does late in the game. And, but I mean, when you get asked to Scott Mayfield, you've got a seven year contract making three and a half million dollars a year, you should be able to clear the puck. Yeah. <sighs> There you go, Grumpy JP. As I said, just when you think we're doing good, we're bad, and vice versa. LOL. I'll tell you what. I put the Miami the Miami Dolphins are too fucking stupid to win. They are, had him stopped on a fourth and twenty, and he hits Mahomes. Can we can we maybe finish Grumpy oh, talking about? Well, this we're game? done. Show's over. We're done. Islanders lost because of you and your fucking glad hand and how they were guaranteed to win. <laughs> it's my fault, huh? Absolutely. Are you fucking serious? There ain't no way, Grumpy. Get get off your horse. Please stop. I agree with Frank and everybody else on this show. Oh, stop you. Yes. I'm telling you. All righty. There's look. a hold. They got away with a hold, too. No call. All righty, Grumpy. Let's control yourself, and you can talk about that game all night till your heart's content, okay? You wanted, you wanted me to pull up a few stats for you? Here they are. You wanted me to pull it up by period. stats by period? Yep. Third period. Outshot 15 to 7. This team was on this back end of a back-to-back game, and we were outshot 15 to 7. And shots off goal 7 to 2. 
We only had nine shot attempts. Well, I guess no, 20, because 11 were blocked. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Goalkeeper saves. Yeah. So, again, you know, they they dialed up pressure late. Yeah. (sighs) It's a bad loss. That's a bad loss. We look at the period or the game as a whole. At least we didn't concede 35 shots. That's true. Well, they only had they only had 10 through the first two periods. So I mean it's tough. It's awful tough. My God. They tried their best though. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So let's look, let's look at a few more comments there. Um why does he have Barzal on the ice in the last 30 seconds? That's not the problem. The problem is we didn't clear the puck and the guys that we pay. Barzell wasn't on the ice the last 30 seconds, was he? He was. He passed the puck to Mayfield, and Mayfield proceeded then to try to, to fuck around with it along the boards and not clear it. And then Matty Martins had it wide open to clear the puck, and he didn't do that either, and it led to the goal. Matt Martin, I mean, that entire goal against was all on Matt Martin. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. For- Mike Bossy just tweeted he hates the Islanders. Jack Anton. Well-deserved loss. Oh, no. Andrew L. Grumpy. I know what you say doesn't actually affect what happens in the game, but you got to stop with it. There's no way the Islanders lose this game. It's past the stage of becoming a trend. I wonder I, that the fire Lane Lambert tweets are going to be out in full swing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Full. Did we deserve to win this game, though, really? No. This Did game deserved to, everybody deserved to walk away with zero points. That's what should have happened. They played. They played not to lose. Time to healthy scratch. Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin. I absolutely agree. Matt Martin should not be in the lineup. Like I said, we have a whole raft of guys who can play those. That bottom line. Big Islander fan says no words for tonight's game. Yeah, I lost words. Says James Farrell. Um, Once again, still can't win in Nashville. That's right. Heck, feeds more into the we can't win in Nashville. They just seem to have a number. Greg Frost says here, a bunch of losers. Our owners are idiots. Um, member, do you remember when Pat LaFontaine won in overtime? I remember. Oh, gosh. Member berries. Um, I bet Trotz is happy, says Thomas Rudy. Shit. I bet uh, he is, too. Oh, they shouldn't have traded Bailey's. <laughs> Bailey types back in the day. Um Okay, let's see here. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else. Um, why would I do that? When Gross asked Lou about trading away Scott Mayfield or Varlamov last year's trade deadline. Don't TJ ask me. the Anders lose. I agree. JP says, hello. It's TJ's fault. The scapegoat. I love this show. That's right. That is, it was my fault. I said, there's no way we can lose. And I should have known that the Islanders would find a way to yep. lose. Um, Lane should take the fourth line and sh- shove it up his ass. Um, and uh, Clutter and Martin are done. Mayfield is a king of turnovers, and so is Clutter. Right? M- Matt Matt Martin should be healthy scratch for the next week. Right? How many games has he even played this year? Ever, ever since he's come back and he's been healthy, he plays every night, which is it's mind numbing to me. He should be a healthy scratch every single game. Oh gosh, Joseph, she said Alexander is going to have a lot of explaining to do. The Finns are clear, are clear frauds. You just should have listened. Seen Alexander in a while. You just should have listened to us at the beginning of the year when we told you Miami was dog shit, and they are. They can't. They're not a good team. 
they can't win big games against the teams that are good. They just mm-hmm. don't. Well, that, that's a good point. He says, I'd like to sincerely, I'd like, I'd sincerely like to thank Palmieri and Mayfield for the loss. Thank you, gentlemen. I forgot Palmieri took the penalty. Yep. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because they stopped moving his feet. Stop moving. Lip Senpai says the refs in this league are atrocious. I watch a bunch of games. Um, it's not just the Islanders, but they get screwed over a decent amount. Oh, too clear we got, I'm going to tell you what. That's not true. I don't it's agree. not true. No. For every time you can say the Islanders should have a penalty against, I can give you 10 where the Islanders are interfering, holding, hugging. How about Toronto? How about Toronto when when Austin Matthews got tripped or hooked by Matt Martin, and then five seconds later, Matt Austin Matthews hooks Matt Martin, and they say Matthews to the box, and the Islanders score like seven seconds into the power play. Yeah. The, the officiating, I, like you'll never see us unless officiating is awful, and I mean awful. You're not going to see us complain about officiating because things benefit us and things go against us. That's just how the league happens. Over an 82 game season, you're going to have shit that's against you gonna have stuff that's for you but i think officiating is somewhat even across the board inept and that's yep. that's all that's just my take on all sports but i will not complain about officiating tonight's game i think more of that was players not clearing the pucks taking bad penalties late in the game and putting the fourth line out there when they need to do that yeah a state of survival says here i see a seven-year contract for matt martin last year was a career year for him and he's doing okay so far i know he's gonna be joking around Oh man. Oh gosh. These hockey teams, um, these New York hockey teams suck right now. Cliff Neal says, I blame TJ shirt. Grumpy. I think he's on to something here. Oh gosh. Mm -hmm. Fire lane. Now the fire lane tweet, the fire lane tweets will be in full swing, full effect tonight. That's for certain. Um, TJ's comment about the officiating is quite true. Sadly. Yeah. Um, but we'll wrap things up here today. Um, disappointing loss, disappointing effort. Holy crap. You ne- if you would have told me that, Hey, this national team should be tired. They just got done playing the second half of the back-to-back. I did not believe you because it looked like things were so even back and forth. I just thought it was too bad, bad teams playing tonight, but this is a game to where I thought we un- underperformed and we need to see more out of this team. That simple. But Grumpy, what do you want to say before we wrap things up here tonight? I want to just say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't. From TJ, the grumpy old man, and the the, the czar of the comments, Sun X. The comment king, grumpy old man. Um, thank you so much, though, everybody, for watching the show. Disappointing loss. Disappointing display by our team. Need to bounce back. Who do we play next? Minnesota. They got beat today by Arizona 6 nothing, I believe. <laughs> okay. We should beat Minnesota, right? Is that is that putting the cart before the car or is that putting the cart before the horse, Grumpy? Perhaps it is. <sighs> Perhaps it is. I'd like to see us win. Arizona uh, six nothing over Minnesota. <sighs> they're they're really banged up. It, it, I, they're missing Caprice off. They're missing Johannes Brodeen. They're missing uh, Jared Spurgeon. They're missing a lot of their top top six, top top four defensemen and top six forwards. Gustafson come back and net tonight gave up five goals. So you know he's not ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Need a little bit of time. So. Yeah. The by the way, the Wild have lost their last four games. They've dropped their last four games. 
and you look at their last 10, it's even worse. My God, they might be one of the worst teams in the NHL, Grumpy, right now. The Minnesota Wild are three, six, and one. The three game lose or four game, a three game losing streak. I'm sorry, and three wins in the last 10, 10 attempts. So, not looking good for well, them. We're, that we're four, five, and one in our last 10. So, um, but yeah, thank you everybody for watching. Disappointing game tonight, sour taste in our mouths. Um, hopefully, we get to enjoy some football. <laughs> between Miami um, and uh, Miami and uh, who are they playing again tonight? Grumpy the Chiefs. The Chiefs is nine minutes to go. So let's sign off. All right. All right. Thanks, Grumpy. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, one more real quick. GM says here, playing the fourth line with 30 seconds to go. What the F for F's sake? All on Lambert. He should be fired because he can't coach a peewee hockey team. Minnesota and Winnipeg next in back-to-back. At least we play Winnipeg on the second half. That'll be a loss. We should be Minnesota. We've not we've not won a single game so far this year in the second half to a back to back. So uh, we'll don't see. expect that to change. Just remember tomorrow night, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man with that's Sun right. X. That's right. Thanks, Grumpy. Thanks everybody for watching. We'll be with you guys tomorrow night, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in, and thank you, Grumpy. My pleasure.